Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, August 23rd. That means it's time for Destination Health. Lauren is here with me. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning, Kevin. Happy Wednesday. Yes, happy Wednesday. Any tales from last week? Uh, (laughs) Just some major flight delays on the way back. We actually, uh, it's it's interesting though. You know, it was very interesting because it was in the last five days. So all last weekend, I heard of three pretty crazy flight situation. So ours was delayed and delayed and delayed. We actually decided let's just get a completely different flight on a different airline because we were that desperate to get home and we ended up uh, getting home at like 3 a.m. which was fine, you know. Yeah. But (laughs) (laughs) we wouldn't have gotten home. We would have gotten home at like 6 or 7 a.m. had we not changed the flight. But I heard that one of Southwest Airlines had flames coming out and I've seen video of it. Flames shooting out of one of the wings, and they had to turn back and land in Houston after 30 minutes in the air because it wouldn't stop. There is way (laughs) too many stories like this. I just read a big article yesterday about how it's been over a decade since we've had any kind of major aviation crash, which is an Mm. awesome record. It really is. I mean, flying a bunch of, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people every day. Um, most people aren't even aware of how many flights there are in this country. It's insane. And to think we do that for a decade um, without a major mistake yeah. is good, but all the predictions now are that's going to end. There, there have been way too many close calls, too many maintenance issues, too many personnel shortages mm-hmm. that, that we just won't be able to keep this kind of a record up. Oh, I totally agree. And I've been hearing you know, whispers of that going around, um, just the maintenance itself on the, on the, uh, on the airplane. But then, you know, then I heard of a random pepper spray went off in the main cabin and <laughs> on an American Airlines flight yeah. over the weekend. <laughs> so they had an emergency. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, the other one that really kind of, you know, broke my heart was the one of the pilots, the main pilot on, I forgot which airline, but leaving Miami on en route to Chile, he had a heart attack in the bathroom and they couldn't, they couldn't so, revive him. So here we go again um, with the whole sudden death thing. Uh, you can't avoid this topic mm-hmm. and you can look back. We did not have that happening on a regular basis to airline pilots. And you're right. And the last couple of years, I can't count how many stories I've read. And and it's airline pilots, it's athletes, it's politicians, it's movie stars, it's it's people we recognize. That's why it's in the news. But there aren't many of these people. You have to start understanding the odds here. What are the odds that only people we know of are dying like this? The, yeah. it, it's impossible that, that if that many people we know and recognize are dying, then you just have to do the math and realize it's got to be an awful lot of people in the general population. We just don't hear about it unless mm-hmm. you know of somebody. And I talk to a lot of people and almost everybody I talk to knows somebody who's had a stroke or a heart attack or died. I, it, something yeah, is nowhere. wrong. I, I, I don't know how long they can keep hiding this. Because that's what they're doing. They have to be. 
Well, I, I recall like a year or two ago that they said that they actually had to change their strict guidelines for pilots and, you know, yes. their, their cardiac health. I don't, you recall something about that? I do. And, and why are we going backwards on things like this? Right? Yes, I agree. Ah, just crazy. So, well, I'm glad you made really it crazy. home. I but I have, Thank you. <laughs> I have decided that unless there's some really strong exception, I'm just not flying anymore. And it's not that I think I'm going to be on the one plane that crashes. I know my odds of dying on an airplane are slim, even if our standards are lax and we are going to have a, a crash here and there. You're you're very, very safe on airplanes. I, I still believe that completely. None of this has anything to do with, you know, I think I'm going to die if I get on an airplane. Set all that That's aside. True. I just don't want the hassle of trying to fly anymore. Delays and unruly passengers and planes that have to turn back because, you know, they got to get some nut job off the plane. There's just so many stories like that. And in the last 10 years, I have hated flying. There used to be a time I really enjoyed it. Even when I flew a lot, I didn't mind it at all. It was a good time to catch up on reading or some writing if I had to and it just wasn't that big of a deal. Now, I will do everything I can to avoid getting on a plane. Yeah, I totally understand that. I mean, you have a lot more road time than I do. Yeah, and, <laughs> so and you're and, probably not too comfortable. You know, we can do that. We're set up to be able to do that. You know, to, to think that, yeah. you know, for a speaking engagement in Nashville, I'm going to drive from Portland. Nobody does that, but I, I agree, <laughs> but we do and we're going to <laughs> Not and, <in> my world. <laughs> yeah. And, and once we get on the road, then we, you know, we, we've, uh, we've talked about going down to biotics facility and touring, touring their, their manufacturing yeah. facility. They invited us down. Um, I talked about meeting with, uh, with Dr. Wolfson, if he's still in the country, uh, we have yeah. several things planned um, that we'll, we'll try to do while we're out on the road. And we may not be back for a couple months. I mean, it's just once we leave and we can work from the road, we just, we don't have a, a, an agenda. We have a couple things we know we're going to do. We have a couple things we'll try to fit in. And then who knows what else we might do. Yeah, I love that. I love that you guys have set yourself up to have the freedom, you know, to make those decisions on the go as well. It's, yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm looking forward to this trip. Um, I, the one thing I'll say yeah. is this summer seems like it just flew by. I'm still thinking summer hasn't even started yet. It's just about over. I know. I feel the same. Uh, it really did. Over here, a school has already started in my neighborhood. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we have some going back here pretty soon. So what else did I want to talk about this morning? Oh, I know what I want to talk about. This was kind of the, the major topic for today. We are finishing the stress protocol. Oh, wonderful news. Yes. And the only reason that's happening is because the rest of the team got on board. They've been really busy and I've done as much as I can possibly do on this. Uh, the team has taken over, so now it, it will get finished and we'll release it. We're not really sure. One of the things we're working out is the best way to launch it. Will we want launch it with a course or maybe even a live event kind of thing, uh, or maybe a live course? 
maybe a challenge. I don't know yet, but um, it's kind of exciting because I've put a, a, a lot of time and a lot of work into this. And I, I'm just not sure that doing much more testing just on my own would do any good. I mean, I, I've put a lot of work into this. I absolutely know this is really, really effective. Now, there may be, you know, other ways of doing this, but I, you're not going to find anything that's more effective than this. I've done enough testing to know that. About the only thing really I haven't tested yet is what happens after you've been doing this stress protocol for long term, like a year. I mean, I, I really haven't gone much more than about maybe 45 days throughout the you know, I've been testing this, I think, for three years now, on and off. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's not what I do every day, but on and off. And um, I don't think that I've gone more than 45 days without stopping for long periods of time as well. Because what happens yeah. is I get plenty of results in 45 days. And then I'll, I'll go back and say, okay, let's try this or let's test let's test it this way now and see what happens. And in all this time, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever gone a continuous two months. Wow. That's pretty good then. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about getting this out there. That I am too. I'm, I'm really excited that that's happening for you. Cause I know that it's been, been years in the making. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, well, I guess I should have told people uh, phone lines are wide open. Today is uh, free for all. Anything goes. We don't have a guest. Um, other than, you know, the stress protocol, I really don't have a theme today. Uh, we've been pretty busy on some other stuff. A lot of stuff going on. The garden's cranking. I've been trying to get out on the water as much as I can. And we've been looking at property again. So, they're, oh. they're, yeah, they're... Uh, there might be something happening. That's all I'm going to say right now. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, um, as far as an update goes, I still can't claim to be a wing foiler yet. Uh, I'm not quite there. How, There's, how much time have you have, 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 how much, how many more sessions have you actually had since the last time we just, we talked about it? I'm just uh, curious, like how much, how often you can actually get out there yeah, so I, since the last time you and I talked, I, I think I've had three really good days out there. Although I had a okay. really, really uh, dumb moment. You know, this is one of those things that Dave Ramsey calls paying a stupid tax. I paid a stupid tax. <laughs> I, Uh-oh, let's hear it. <laughs> you know, one, there was one day where the winds were not supposed to be good, so I had just decided I wasn't going to go. Um and then uh-huh. all of a sudden, and I don't even know why, maybe Lisa looked or I checked the app or something happened. And all of a sudden the winds went from like three and four miles an hour to 25. And I thought, Ooh. wow, that looks good. I need to get out there. So I got out there and it was a great day. I probably learned more on that day than I have. I got up on the foil. I can, each time I get up now, I'm learning a little bit more and I'm going a little bit farther. I mean, I probably had a run where... Okay. I'll bet almost 100 yards up on the foil. And that's like a big accomplishment. I finally got to feel what that foil feels like. And all Mm -hmm. I can say right now, and I know this will go away, but it almost feels like this is impossible to ride one of these things. It's so touchy (laughs) on balance in every direction. 
You know, it's 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 yeah. it's it's like a spinning top almost. You know, your your only point of contact is that little itty bitty wing under the water. Mm-hmm. And, True. And the balance in all directions, three hundred and sixty degrees, just seems really sensitive. And I know that I'll I'll figure it out, and after a while I'll go. Well, this isn't sensitive. Look, I can stand on the board. I can walk around because I see people doing it. <laughs> but I'm like, how do you yep. do that? So um, it was a good day, a really good day. And because it was a good day, I just kept pushing. One more run, one more run. I'm really learning stuff. I mean, I was like almost the last person out there, and then the wind finally started to die. So I had to leave. So I get out. And I am just dragging now. I, my legs are like rubber. I'm breathing hard. I'm just, I got no energy left. So I pack everything up and I go home and I'm looking at the, this would have been last Thursday, looking at the predictions for Friday. Okay. And they're kind of, it's either going to be fantastic or there's going to be nothing. It, it was just a weird day. We had smoke affecting things. And so I thought, all right, um, I had a, a thing I went over and actually um, toured Azure's facilities. And, uh, did oh, some, nice. Yeah, I did some filming with David, um, the CEO. We just shot some quick videos on truck drivers' health and some other things. And I got to meet everybody. What a great company. The, the, the little town of Dufer, Oregon, where their, their farm is and where their, their world headquarters are, um, it's a town of 600 people. 600? 600. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, does that even make a town? I yeah, they, they, they kind of own everything in town. There was, oh, uh, I love that. <laughs> there was like this little convenience store in town that a lot of people used. And the owner just one day decided to close it and retire. Didn't even tell his employees. I mean, they showed up for work one day and the business was closed. So, so they, you know, Azure, I don't really think wanted to be in that business, but they did it for the town. They bought it and you would not believe this market. It is, it, it used to be like a convenience store. Now it's like a really high end food market. It's beautiful in this little town of 600 people. And it's got a little cafe. I mean, they do burgers and you know, they got a coffee bar in there, and it's a it's a really really nice place now. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, yeah. So very cool. I, yeah. So I I went out there, and while I'm out there filming with them, I'm checking the wind, and the wind starts picking up, and it looks like it's going to be a good day. So we finished filming, and I said, "All right, you know, I'm going to take off." And they were like, "Hey, you know, we're heading to farm stand to do some more filming with them." That's where you pick up every week, isn't it? And I said, yeah, that's, and they said, could you come over with us? I'm like, all right. So farm stand, I can see the water where I want to be wing foiling when we're at farm stand. So we're there and they're filming and I'm, I'm like looking at the river going, I really want to get out there. So finally I, I took off. I head down there. The place is packed. I have never seen it like this. There is no place to park that I, I'm anywhere near getting into the water. It's like a quarter of a mile. I'm going to have to drag all my equipment because wow. there's no parking. So I thought, all right, well, I'm going to drop off my equipment down by the water, then go park the car and then just walk back. So I go to do that yeah. and I'm taking the equipment out of my car and I'm looking around. And I'm like, where's my wing? Did I leave it at home? 
And I'm thinking, no way. I got oh, no. And then it dawns on me, wait a minute. I didn't take anything out of the car last night. I left my oh, wing no. in the staging area. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and they're not cheap. <laughs> they're not cheap. No. <laughs> so I went and checked at, oh. you know, they have all the stands there where they rent equipment and they give lessons and there, there's a couple of them and I went and checked and nobody had turned anything in. So I, I, at that point I'm like, what am I going to do? So the good thing is in Hood River there's 10 places to go buy another wing. So I ran into town, bought another <laughs> wing and got out on the water for another good day. Wow. But that was the last day well, I was out. Good. And I, I, I honestly didn't think that I would even be able to tell differences in wings. You know, when you're not, when you're new at something, you could take the worst piece of equipment, the best piece, and you can't tell the difference anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. And then as you get better at wow. something, you can pick that kind of stuff out. But I, I got this wing, and I really like it a lot. Oh, good. Yeah. I was yeah, going to ask so. you that about, about the actual board and the foil and see if the, there was something you can adjust on that that would make it a little more everything. You know, user-friendly to get started, uh, really. Every, every, I mean, this, when you start looking at all the different boards that are available, all the different styles of foils that are, are very mm -hmm. different mm -hmm. in their design, the wings are wildly different in their designs. But, I mean, wow. it's just kind of one of those things. All of this stuff is expensive. So you're, it's not like you're going to, you know, buy a whole bunch of different stuff. You're just kind of going to buy something and that's, you know, what you'll get used to. Eventually, probably next season, uh, I will buy two more wings. Most people that are, you know, do this quite a bit will have three wings for different wind conditions. Mm -hmm. So you get a really gotcha. small wing for those days where the wind's just ripping through there. And then you can get a big wing for days where you hardly have any wind and you can still get up and go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's where we are wow. on all of that. Um, this week, um, the forecast is just goofy every day. Like they really don't mm -hmm. think that there's going to be much wind this week, but it could pop up out of nowhere. So I'm not really planning on getting a whole lot of time in the water this week. Got it. Well, you take what you can when you can take it. <laughs> that's yes. all. You know, that's all you can do. And it's yeah. not an easy thing because the weather, just like surfing, the weather has to be just right. <laughs> that's it. You know, <laughs> it's what, out of your control. Speaking of surfing, and I was going to ask if you've, if you've really got a chance to see this yet, if you've been down to the beach, um, I think the whole foil thing is going to radically change surfing. It has. Yeah. It has. The last time I was out longboarding a few weeks ago, there were three people foiling. With no no wing, it was it was an offshore day, very light breeze, and it was very small, so the waves were weaker. So unless you had a longboard, you couldn't surf. So there were three guys out on a shortboard foil, and it was they were killing it. I mean, isn't it crazy it was to watch? So amazing! I know. Oh, it's amazing! I guess it has to be such an amazing workout too because. These guys, they get up and they're pumped. So they get up on a wave that's like barely breaking because of all the energy under, you know, in the water. And they pump their legs. And yeah, they pump and they pump and they pump. So they catch that wave. And then when that wave dies out, they pump and they turn back around out to sea and they pump all the way back out. And then they'll catch another one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 
they're nonstop. They just keep going. So imagine that leg workout has got to be something very, very tiring. I'll tell you that. Yeah. But it looks so cool. Yeah. And if there's any yeah. wind at all and they've got a wing, then nothing stops them. I mean, they're just all over the place. Yeah, that's true. The, Very true. There are a few guys that do that as well. There's so little resistance on this wing that if you do this behind a boat, once you get you, you hold mm-hmm. on to the rope like you would with skiing. But once you get up, you just <laughs> let go of the rope and you can still s- you stay behind the boat and you just ride the energy off their wake. So cool. Yeah. It's really, yeah, it's really something, I have to say. Yeah, it's really, and then, I think the price, um, it, what's that? Go ahead. I was going to say, I think just the price of all the gear is what's keeping people, you know, away from it. Like that, that in and of itself. Otherwise, I think everyone in Florida would have one because you could surf almost every day. Exactly. When it's flat. Yeah, you really could. As long as yeah. there's a little bit of wind and you see the guys that are good enough that they can just pump. There's also people that yeah. instead of using a wing, they're, they're just using a paddle. Really? Yeah, there are people that have gotten uh, well, good enough at this that they can stand on the board and use a paddle to get enough speed and pumping to get the wing act or yeah, the wing activated. No, the foil activated. Wow. Yeah. Unreal. It's it's, it's just bizarre. And then um I talked to somebody that said it ha- it has and will radically change uh, like the World Cup. They're doing this on boats now. Oh. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Actually, I feel like I did see something like that somewhere. There's a, wow, there, that's wild. Yeah, because the 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 drag is reduced so much that these boats become kind of fuel efficient, which nobody has ever said that about any boat ever. I mean, boats just <laughs> suck down fuel. It is awful. Oh, they do. <laughs> and it's because of all that drag with all that body through the water. But when all of a sudden that boat comes out of the water, just like the board comes out of the water and you're on the foil, the resistance is like one-tenth. Wow. That's unreal. But you would think that they would have some rules against it then because it kind of changes the sport a little. Oh, no? it, it will change the I, – I can't imagine that if if there are foils in the race that you could possibly beat them if you didn't have a foil. I guess the speeds now that they're running in, in these World Cup-type races are just insane. Yeah, yeah. It's so – that's so cool. Wow. Yeah, so um taking over. <laughs> we, yeah. We've uh we've got some calls. Should we get to them? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's let's go to Tennessee. Bill, welcome. Good morning or good afternoon. Um I got a, I got twin boys, 11 months old. One's got eczema and one doesn't. What causes infant eczema? Um mm. The same things that causes eczema in adults. It's uh, it can be food reactions. It can be autoimmune. Uh, it's probably both uh, food reactions and autoimmune. One of the things that I would immediately do uh, if this child consumes any dairy, I would stop all dairy. Okay. 
there seems to be a pretty strong correlation to dairy and all kinds of skin issues, acne, rosacea, eczema. Uh, the other option, and, and if you have, I, I would test it first by just no dairy for two weeks and see what happens. Um, if it goes away and you want to reintroduce dairy, um, I would only reintroduce like raw milk and raw milk products. Okay. Okay. If if that well, if you I'll don't get it. any yeah. results at all from eliminating dairy, um, then call us back. We would mm -hmm. we would probably start looking at immune system. Yeah, because they were they were three no they were two months early, and they were in NICU for a while. So now the other thing I would say, and I, I don't know, um, you know, I, I would also make sure there were no grains in the diet at all. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. They don't eat no grain. Yeah, no good, less. good. How old are they again? Did you say that they were that nope. they were infants? 11 months old. Okay, so what does their diet consist of right now? Uh, well, formula, and um, we we got them on uh, baby food. Okay, and which but, formula do you have them on and which baby food? Just curious. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Infamil. Oh, yeah, that's garbage. In Oh, no. It's garbage. Yeah, I would. Um, I'd get them I off would, that uh, formula. I would switch to a, yeah, definitely. Okay. And okay. I would now, switch to uh, like um, a European formula, honestly. Or they if you if you better. can, and I know I just said eliminate dairy, and I'm gonna I'm gonna change that. Uh, I would look at um, Mount Capra. The, the company mm -hmm. is Mount Capra. They it's a goat farm. They make goat milk products and things like mm -hmm. that. Um, they're right here, not that far away from me. Great company, family run. Uh, I believe the wife is an NTA, wasn't she, Lauren? Uh, an NTP? I think somebody in the company. Uh, you know what? One that of the founders. Sounds familiar. Yeah, I think one of the founders yeah, is an NTP. Uh, they they publish a baby formula recipe using their using any goat's milk, but theirs is really good. Um, and I have had people say it is fantastic. Okay. All right. Well, I do appreciate the info, and y'all have a good day. All right. Thanks for the call. You as well. You know, you know Kevin, this baby formula thing has me just, uh, it's, it's kind of stressed, to be honest. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> because I have two nieces, the baby formula oh, thing. Oh, yeah, I know. I have, I have gone around in circles trying to find any like the best you know the best one and all of this and it is just well it's just sad you know i i think we we need to be really honest there really is only one formula for babies yeah i totally agree uh, there really it's is only known. one yeah that's it i mean everything else is a compromise it's true yeah it's very true and so you know, their Radiant Life Catalog, because the West Bay Price Foundation has a recipe for an infant formula. Right. And the one thing that I'm not finding answers with, so, so Radiant Life, um, they have a kit for making this Nourishing Traditions. It's called Nourishing Traditions Kit for, home, for Homemade Formula, which is great. They took, like, the Wise Traditions, probably uh, Sally Fallon, Morell's, you know, recipe and and they've created a kit so that you can buy everything so you can do it and make it yourself. The one thing that I would love for someone to shine some light on is why in that kit they're using 
sunflower oil as one of the fats. Uh, I know. I don't get that. You know, it's, it, it's, I, there has to be a good reason behind the, that. I would think. I, you know, my guess is it's what's called high oleic sunflower oil, and it's probably um, not heavily processed like most seed oils are. It's probably they use a light extraction. It's cold, it's cellar press. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, and I believe that that one might be really high in vitamin E. For some reason, I'm thinking that's it's almost used like a mm-hmm. preservative. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I, if I remember yeah. right, I think that was the it, vitamin E is is a preservative. I mean, we we put vitamin E into a lot of stuff. It's an antioxidant. It keeps things from oxidizing and going bad. Um, and if I remember right, that was the reason for sunflower oil. I, I might be getting that confused with something, but I think that was why. Yeah, I, I, you know, and that's the thing. It's it's one of those. It has me, my brain's going, and I wish I had someone to ask who can clear that up so I'm, like, very clear on it. Because, you know, it it just, it keeps coming up no matter what, everywhere. So the goat milk formula recipe by Mount Capra, I'm looking at it right now, and they use a grapeseed oil instead. You know what I would do? I would just throw in avocado oil. See, that's... That's kind of like my my mentality is like, okay, so could I replace it? Yeah, or absolutely. Is it so no, necessary? absolutely you could. That's what you would think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, so, yeah and I would. I've, if, I've been all over. if I were looking at either one of those recipes, I would just change the oil to avocado oil. Okay. Huh. Very interesting. So, yeah, I've been looking at both of those. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. And, um, and it's, you know, cause just in case, you know, you want to be prepared if, for whatever reason, there is a situation that you can't, that you have to have a formula. I, I hope that I wouldn't need it, but I mean, I see my sisters and they have, you know, they're one of them is partial formula and the other one, you know, is now on full formula. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so stressed yeah, out. And they well, keep asking me which one is better. And I don't, none, I can't, none. I can't they're, decide they're just not, they're all a compromise. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, have you thought about like, looking for a, a source i know they're like co-ops and groups where they buy and shell sell and trade breast milk i have thought about it there is um my chiropractor here they can connect you with people that yeah. you know like mothers who have excess yep. so there is i haven't looked into exactly how how i would go about that and i don't know it's just Kind of a weird thing, too. No, I, I know. Uh, it's, I know I it's a little weird. Um, but if I had to choose, you know, p- putting a bunch of yeah. stuff that's not mother's breast milk into a baby isn't good. We know that. It's a compromise. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, and here's the other thing. You might want to look into this ahead of time because what if you turn out to have excess? Yeah, that's true. That is true. And then you could help someone else. And, that is absolutely true. If, if I would expect anybody have excess, it would be somebody who lives like you do. You're, you're healthy. There's a good yeah. chance you will produce more than you need. That would be great. Yeah. You know, it, you know, as much as I'd love to believe that, uh, that I'm in such a great, you know, state of health and this and that, I have to tell you a couple things. Well, I told you, I think that I did the glucose test and, it was like borderline high. And I was like, how is this possible? I, I know. totally freaked out. I know. 
But then this whole, they call it pregnancy brain or baby brain or momnesia. It is a real thing, Kevin. Oh, I'll bet. I'll bet. I, I have like, it's very hard to accept the fact that four in five women report lapses in memory and cognitive ability and that parts of your brain shrink in the latter part of your pregnancy. The only good news and the only saving grace is that after pregnancy, like after pregnancy, like after you deliver, apparently part of the brain actually grows and increases. So learning and memory and things like that actually get better. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, right now the struggle is real. (laughs) real. Well, let's, let's, let's take a moment and think about this. I, I think sometimes we just kind of forget you're creating a human being. Wow. It's mind blowing. Yeah, really you're is. creating a human being. I, 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 of course, <laughs> your body's going to change and your brain's going to change. And, and if we look back again, if we, we let's take this back to hunter gatherers. This was one of the most dangerous things. This is why there's this idea out there that hunter-gatherers had such short lifespans. 30 or 40 was old Mm -hmm. for them. And it was as an average because life was really dangerous and childbirth was probably one of the most dangerous things. It's very likely that the mother could die and the baby dies. And look what that does to the averages for lifespan. Because as hunter-gatherers, weren't women probably getting pregnant at like 13 and 14, right? Yes. Because that's natural. Biologically, that's the natural age. I mean, this idea Mm -hmm. of, you know, waiting until you're 18 to get married and get pregnant, that's a societal thing. We made that up. That's not how biology Mm -hmm. works. Biology in in all species... (laughs) When the female is capable of getting pregnant, they will probably be pregnant. It's true. You know, I've been reading a, a series of books that kind of go along with uh, with pregnancy. So one's for preparing, which was kind of cool. I kind of glanced at that one in hindsight. Then there's one um, that's all about the pregnancy stage. And then the most popular one is called the the first 40 days the essential art of nourishing a new mother and this woman she's you know i think she's from chinese descent and her her aunts and her mother were all um, they they were like into i like a I don't I guess it's not ayurveda it's chinese medicine traditional chinese oh, medicine yeah. and they would I... they would cook and nourish and bring you know nourish you know women when they were you know postpartum in order to, you know, there's all these beliefs and it's not just in Chinese, it's in Latin America, Native American, Indian, you know, all the cultures had different ways of nourishing the mother after she has a baby. And I have to tell you, it's not what you would think. I mean, you literally, they want you to stay in one room (laughs) and like not move. (laughs) Really? Like, 40 days. Yes. How weird. And like, even it's, it is very hard to embrace that idea. And then even like taking a shower, they don't want you to take a full shower. They want you to basically take a sponge bath because they believe that you have to stay warm. Can't have any cold foods. Everything has to be broths and soups and congee and things that are like full of warmth and that are nurturing. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And it's, 
culturally, it's all across the world. You know, if, if that's the case, you can't ignore that then. That didn't happen by accident. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it, as so, weird as so it sounds, I, I would have to, yeah, as weird as it sounds and as, as counterintuitive as it sounds where we might say, well, you know, they used to say that about heart attack victims, too, that they should stay in bed for 30 days. And we found out that kills people. But mm-hmm. but that's different. That that was a Western yeah. medical intervention. There was nothing natural about that. For one thing, heart attacks aren't all that natural. I mean, heart attacks came about because of our lifestyle and our diet. So, you know, this how to how to recover from a heart attack. We made all that up and we got it really, really wrong for a long time. And it was, no, the worst thing you could do is tell somebody after a heart attack that you have to have bed rest. That's what kills people. So when we hear this, it sounds really counterintuitive. But we have to look at this a little differently. If this came out of all of these different cultures, yeah, that wasn't an accident. It's true. And they all have different time periods as right. they go as, yeah. you know, as short as like 21 days or whatnot. But 40 days is what they're, most of them are, wow. are shooting for. And it's unbelievable. And then, and then you go back and you wonder, you know, there's this whole thing. I don't know if you've heard about it, but there's, uh, placental encapsulation where they take the placenta, they dry it out, they make it into capsules. Yep. And the idea is that the mother, you know, takes that. Well, I've tried to do as much research as I can on that to see if it really is a benefit or not. And the only, you know, that there's, there's just not enough evidence to suggest that it actually is beneficial. And then, you know, I think that the reason why it, was thought that it might be beneficial is because I think mammals typically eat the placenta right away in order for predators to not smell it so that oh. they can't be found and this and that. But I don't know. I can't find any evidence yeah. to believe that it's actually something that nourishes you and that you this should is, be taking. Would, and then when you hear people talk about it, some have great experiences with it and some said they made them work. Huh. Well, that's interesting. Now, this is an area where I'm not really well-versed at all. Uh, Would this be similar to, like, the idea of taking colostrum? I don't think so, because colostrum naturally, from what I've, you know, just recently read and understand, is that it is the first, you know, you have it, it's it's, instead of milk, actually, is the first thing that's produced for, like, the first three days. Huh. So it's literally, if you think about it, it's super high in fat. It almost looks like butter, right. to be honest. Right. So very high in fat. What the idea is that because it's so high in fat and because the baby only eats so much of it, the idea is that it it gets their digestive system going so it can push out that first, um, I think they call it meconium, yeah, the, the, the baby's first you know, bowel movement, basically. Right. Because that first bowel movement has to get past within those first few days, you know, in order to stimulate it yeah. to get it working pro- pro- you know, properly. So that would make sense because, you know, a high fat right. diet, if it's like super, super high yeah. and you're not getting anything else, you're going like, you know, right. to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Interesting. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. Sure yeah. is. Fascinating. All right. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get to some phone calls. Let's go to... Let's do it. Michigan this time. Tim, welcome. 
Hey, Kevin. Hey, Lauren. How's it going? Hope all is well. Uh, great conversation. Uh, Kevin, I know you can afford one of those motorized or whatever those other wink wheels are. <laughs> I've seen uh, I've seen these guys, uh, uh, Lauren, to, take, uh, to echo what you were saying. It's insane to see these guys going against the grain and against all these surfers. And you just see these guys just flying all around and taking these waves and catching air. It's insane. It's incredible. <laughs> and I don't know how they do it. Do they have a hand? I, I see there's a store. Oh, by the way, please, if you want, stop by Torch Lake. We got rooms for you. Uh, speaking of um, uh, stress protocol, I'm with you. We just bought more land just over the weekend. <laughs> Did you uh, really? Uh, 12, 12, <laughs> acres just, 12 acres just opened up right next to us. <laughs> and I thought, we, you always have to buy the property next to you. Right? Yeah. right. So you, so right. we acquired the 12 acres. It's got, we're probably about 700 feet looking over Torch Lake, which oh, is wow. about 17 miles north of Traverse City. It's fantastic. Perfect spot for a couple of TPs, VRBO, yeah. Airbnb. I don't know, but man, Yurts. talk about a stress protocol. You know, but I see these guys with these handheld things in their hand on the lake and they're just motoring all around. What, what is in their hand? It's a, a remote. Is so, it not electric? Oh. Yeah, yeah. So this, <laughs> I, and I just watched the guy down in uh, at Hood River where I go. He had, I, I told the story, he had probably, this kid might have been like four or five years old. He looked like he might have been all of about 40 pounds. And right. they had him on a board. They had a wing in his hand, little tiny wing. And his dad yeah. had one of the electric foils. That's what they call them. It's a board and a foil, and the foil has an electric motor on it. So the what they're holding is the remote control for that motor. And it's got a propeller and everything. Yeah, yeah. So it is, it, it's totally self-propelled. So this guy was towing, he would tow his son to the perfect spot in the wind to get started. And then he'd let the kid loose. Right. And the kid was up and riding the board. He wasn't up on the foil yet. But he was up riding the board. Right. He was pretty darn good at it. And he would get blown downwind because if you can't get up on your foil, you really can't work against the wind. And as he'd go as far as he could go back into the shallows. And his dad was just following him in the little electric foil. And then he'd hook up to him and tow him back out to the better part of the water. And I have a feeling this five-year-old will be up on the foil before I am. That's crazy. So why, why do you, why do you encompass all these different variables when the, the ultimate goal is to get up on that foil? Is it, you like the challenge because you're really, really frustrated with this oh. and you're getting the same end result with, and, um, and like you said, those boards are what, six, seven, eight grand. I mean, just go get one and then, they, then you can have a wild time. You know, I, I, I did think about it and it, but I, I don't know. I kind of like the idea of the wing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's right. here, here's the thing. I don't know what the top speed on one of those electric foils is. And honestly, um, where I go, because we have crazy wave action out on the river because the wind is so wild, every wave has energy in it. So the electric motor, for the most part, would get you where you wanted to go or, or just get you up on the foil. And then after that, you can you could use wave energy depending on where you are. But the, that's a great point. Yeah, you can cut off the power yeah. and just ride the waves, yeah, just, almost like you're wakeboarding behind those boats now. Yeah. yeah, you just ride the foil. I mean, these people are are really 
you can watch people out on the river on a really wild day and they're not using their wing. They may have a wing, but most of the time they're just holding it by that front handle and it just feathers out behind you and it's not doing anything there. And they just and they can stay up on the foil forever. And I get that. And I, and like you were saying with the, uh, the world cup or, or whatever it was, I've seen some of those where if you think about it, that drag coefficient that you have against a hall is enormous. And if you get fast enough and it lifts up almost like a Hobie cat, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if it gets on those foils, think there's no resistance and they're just hauling ass. It's crazy. And it's bizarre to see this huge thing above the water. Yeah, right. <laughs> Who thought of this stuff? I mean, you know, here, shit, here's the crazy thing. Um, I grew up in Northeast Ohio. Uh, you're, you're not that far away, you know. Um, no, no, right where you are, yeah. When I was growing up, the town next to me, like 10 miles away, there was a SeaWorld. Of all the places, like SeaWorld, there's San Diego and Orlando. And, uh, and you have Cedar Point, too, which was awesome, too. Yeah, well, right across the lake from SeaWorld was an amusement park called Geauga Lake, because that was the lake they were on. Right. But this would have yeah. been back in, like, the 70s, 80s. Oh. No, you know what? I take that back. This happened after I got out of the military. It was when I came back to Ohio for a couple of years and then I moved again. That's when this happened. So now I'm talking like 85, 86, somewhere in that area. We, I was always out on the lake water skiing. Um, two things happened. We, we were at SeaWorld for something. I think it was, was it still open then? Somewhere I saw this thing called an air chair. And then within a couple of weeks, we were out on the lake and somebody had an air chair and they were doing it behind the boat. So we stopped and talked to them and tried it. They, this was a foil way back when this was a foil with a chair on top of it. And you sat down <laughs> in this chair and strapped yourself in and then they drag you up behind the boat and you would get on the foil. And the people that knew how to do this, it was crazy. They could get all kinds of air like you see them doing now in the, on the waves. But that yeah. was back in the eighties. They had that. I wonder if it was a one-off. Was it like a one-off that some I engineer never saw or an audible engineer yeah, I never out? saw anything else like it. That I, I saw it twice, and then I never saw it again. That's crazy. Well, there you go. Well, the invitations for uh, Lauren, if you want to come too. We got a couple of teepees, uh, and you and Lisa, can you guys can throw paint in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Uh, <laughs> and, and you know what? You can even take uh, the... Uh, the ferry from uh, Michigan over to uh, Milwaukee, uh, Manitowoc, right there. It's a pretty cool experience as well. Yeah. So, listen, always good talking to you and uh, enjoy the show. And you're right. Never drove a truck, never owned a truck, but you're my favorite show. You gotta <laughs> well, love it. Thank you. Awesome. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks, and Warren. It, we'll see you guys. Yeah. And if there is any <laughs> chance you. we can get to that part of Michigan on our trip, we absolutely will. And I appreciate the invitation. That would be a lot of fun. Let's uh, yeah. Let's go to Kansas. Rusty, welcome. Hey guys, uh, I want to push back a little bit on something that you said earlier, Kevin. About apparently Lauren is going to have a baby. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Yes. That congratulations. That's all. Thank you. And but uh, I think we need to give credit to the Creator of the universe for making that happen. Absolutely. He's using Lauren. Lauren's body as the, the mechanism to make that happen. But that was going to happen whether Lauren 
wanted it to or not when <laughs> that can, <laughs> I mean we have to follow some protocols but the creation let's uh, let's leave room for the creator aside from that is uh, uric acid uh, uh, my number according to my doctor is in the 60s Whoa. I want to say 62 what up from or uh, is it or is it six I'm six sorry six would, or six six would pro- six would be normal and maybe a little elevated. I, I got to go back and remember my scales on this one. It was up from a five number to a six number uh, over that, that, a yeah, okay. Six months. Period, Sixty. I've never heard of. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I don't okay. think I've I don't even. So you're saying I don't even know if I've ever deal. seen anybody at twenty even. I've seen some 13s and 14s, some high teens. I don't think I've ever seen 20. Six would not well, concern your, me at all. You had a problem with your uric acid, correct? Yeah, mine, mine, could, mine could vary anywhere from, and I was testing mine myself, so that you can buy a uric acid tester just like a, a blood glucose tester. It's the same type of device. You put a strip in, Take a little bit of blood from your finger, put it on the strip, and the meter tells you what your uric acid is. So you can check multiple times a day. Uh, and I did, trying to look for patterns. I never really came up with any patterns. But mine would fluctuate between maybe six and I, I think a couple times I got up around 12 or 13. Wow. Okay. So I, I did notice a couple of weeks ago some severe foot pain, ankle pain. Would that potentially be caused by that? My guess is that that was not uric. So gout is what is uric acid crystals that form. The the uric acid um, binds together and forms these really sharp, pointy crystals. And those crystals settle and they tend to settle with gravity into our lower extremities, feet, toes, things like that. And they cause incredible amounts of pain and inflammation. It's very similar to arthritis. So what you're feeling feels like gout. With the uric acid of six, it's not gout. That, that's just not high enough to be. And that was what I finally determined with myself. Yes, mine was slightly elevated, but there was no way it was elevated enough to cause what I was feeling. I think what you're feeling instead are oxalate crystals. They can form the same yeah. way and end up in the joint the same way and cause the exact same symptoms. Yeah, that makes more sense because I probably do have some oxalate uh, issues so in he, my food. Okay, he, so here's, here's one of the yeah. way, here's, here's what I can tell you about this, which is excellent. And I learned this when we had uh, Sally K. Norton on the show. We did the mini series on this. You can go back. We have a mini series on the app. It's recorded. Yeah, I remember it. I, yeah, I, you, I heard it. You, you'll all of this will be explained. But what what we learned, which which was the big thing from her book and having her on the show, was you don't want to cut oxalates out completely. It'll actually make things worse. Yeah, your body will start yeah, shedding then, all yeah. of those oxalates that it's accumulated over the years, and it can get pretty uncomfortable. So. The sweet spot, yeah. and, and I've I've been doing this ever since, and I have not had a single flare-up of that pain again, um, is about 250 milligrams of oxalate a day. Cool. Okay, cool. I got a couple other questions, so don't hang up on me. Sure. Go ahead. Um, well, oh, uh, the, uh, where do you find that number of 
uh, oxalates in your food? An internet search. Just, just really, if you're thinking, you know, I really love beets. I know beets are high in oxalates. Could I eat some beets today? The, the beauty of this is I thought, you know, I was going to have to give up all these high oxalate foods that I really love. Dark chocolate, beets, carrots, almonds. Um, I don't have to give it up. I just have to manage it. And honestly, it, it works just fine. I mean, it's not like I eat beets every day. It's a treat. I grow some in the garden, you know, once every couple of weeks or something, yeah. I'll, I'll roast some beets. It, it turns out that this is really actually easy to manage. I, I can have some dark chocolate on one day if I want. I can have some beets the next day. I can have almonds. So I still eat most of the high oxalate foods. I just don't eat them so all at the same time, day after day after day. So uric acid is the cause of gout. Is that correct? Uric acid is the cause of gout. This is okay. the, the pain, the symptoms, everything about it is virtually identical to gout, except it's being caused by an oxalate crystal, not a uric acid crystal. Okay. And uh, my doctor said I could drink um, sodium bicarbonate to help uh, rid the body of that uric acid. Is no, bad, I, bad idea. It, it, he's right. I know it's a bad idea, but is it, it true? It's true, but I wouldn't do it. Your, you, your uric okay. acid is no, not I your problem. I, I, I already, not at six. Yeah, and I already... I already told them the same thing because I've been working on my stomach acid. I'm Correct. finally getting it. That's the Good. issue. And, right. And, and, but he, he said you're not drinking enough to, to mess that up and just see, don't I, do it I, until see, I don't believe two that. hours after a meal. I, I don't believe that. I, I believe that yeah, our, a, our stomach acid for, for almost all of us has been so compromised that I don't want to do anything that might compromise it more. So what and here's the other thing. Uric, if you had acid. some if you had some uric acid number in the 20s, I might say, yeah, let's do this short term. We can sacrifice the stomach acid for a little while, see if we can bring this down. You're at six. I promise you at six yeah. that it is not causing any issues. Good. Is uric acid, does uric acid, high uric acid levels cause um, kidney function problems? High uric acid levels could all, cause all kinds of problems, just like high blood sugar levels could. But the but the okay. point is, let's all just right, let's, stay away from those numbers. And and here's the move. thing: oh, a- one, anybody one. eating some sort of a paleo based low carb diet will not have uric acid problems. Because what causes uric acid to it, become it, high? I, the poor diet. Well, is, is it too much sugar? Is it too much processed food? Is it too much preservatives? I, I'm not really sure, but it's a poor diet. Okay. And, and All right. I'm going to ignore that then. Yeah, I would. Let's go on to the next one. Blood sugar. Uh, my, my readings are in the 90s almost all the time. Perfect. They never get much Perfect. below. They never get much below 80. And they never get much above 120. That's exactly where my range is. All right. That's ideal. Uh, you, you know, I, it's one yeah. of those things where in the beginning we just thought lower is better, lower is better. No, it's really not. There's no reason to be at 60 or 70. Um, I, I almost I, never see 60 or 70. 
80 yeah. is unusual. So I'm learning I, I am like, I, I am about. most consistently in the 90s, all day, every day. Yeah, that's where I am too. However, I would say that I, I think I've been a, a paleo eater for, I don't know, five, six years, seven years. But I have decided that I am probably doing a little too much carbs. You know, it's all CSA uh, cookies and a little bit yeah, of potato. I, and I, I do that, too. It's, it's nothing serious. However, I'm not, I could stand to lose about 10 pounds, and that's not happening under the current uh, eating protocol. So I probably am a little high. And my doctor, he's, you know, he's super focused of making sure that he, he works with everybody. He doesn't work with a lot of people that eat as well as I do. So when he sees a, a 90, you know, six or whatever is a fasting glucose, he's, you know, conscious of that. He should. Um, he, he is misinformed. Yeah. How careful now. I like I like this guy. I, he's I, really that, that's fine. Guy. But I, I will tell you, he's misinformed. <laughs> if you that, if your that. blood sugar numbers concern him, he is misinformed. It, well, maybe, maybe it, the, I'll say this, Kevin. I always thought my dad was the smartest person ever until I was about 40 years old and had a little more uh, uh, worldly experience. I still think he's probably the second smartest guy ever, but uh, you know, th this doctor is uh, close to 80, magnificent health, and he's put a lot of study. He's got the same books on his shelves that you have. So I'm, I'm open-minded to well, let me ask you what this. he has to I, say. I, I, if you talk to him, I, I'd love to and, just... And the, the, one, one more thing, the, the results that he's provided. I mean, I had a kid that was really messed up and uh, mentally. And yeah. Fantastic. Here, here's really all I would ask him if I were you. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. I, why are you concerned that my blood glucose seems to be 90 almost all the time? I, I would want to know why that's a concern for him. It's perfectly yeah, normal. Yeah, and I haven't had that talk with him. Uh, we were ju we just talked about fasting. It, I, I, I will tell and you I almost. The, the dawn effect uh, with him. We, we don't even really talk much about the dawn effect anymore. Um, I. I yeah. Because it, what I've found is these, not, it's not just the dawn effect. It's all day. My numbers stay really tight in that range. They don't go low. They don't go high. I will tell you almost everybody I have studied that eats this way falls into that exact same pattern. Yeah, I definitely have, I think. I mean, I, I, I don't, like I had a number two weeks ago of 170 um, after... But I ate a, a grain-free, you know, muffin with about three three layers of honey. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, now here's what I, I will tell that, you. How, how long have you been eating like yeah. this? Uh, about six, five, five years. Okay. Five years really straight. I, I, I will tell you that the longer I do this, the better things get. Now, the gains aren't crazy like they were in the beginning, but I do enough testing and monitoring and measuring that I can tell you I am still improving. I am to the point now where I can consume a considerable amount of carbs and my blood sugar will not get above 140 no matter what I do. Yeah, I'm not quite there yet, but I think I'm on the right track. And that, 
I agree. I mean, I've I've read a lot of the books that you recommended, and I think he's on the right track. But what? But like you know, he he like I say, he works with uh, people that aren't are not willing to eat correct healthy. He still right. works with them. I mean, he's a doctor, right. and but, and I would venture to say uh, that. But, it's a huge part of his clientele that doesn't eat nearly as strict as you do. Even if he's helped them over the years to learn how to eat lower carb, better, I, I would say there's probably only two or three percent of his clients that probably eat the way you do. Yeah, not. I think. I think that's right, for sure. You, you um, know the the. I had it. The difference. Sorry. I, for me, is that. Almost everybody I work with, well, no, I can say everybody. If you won't adopt one of these types of diets, we don't work with you. Yeah. 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 What were you going to say, Lauren? I was going to say I had a little bit of an aha moment listening to some of the things that you're eating. And I would venture to say that the oxalates are most likely the issue because the you mentioned, yeah, the, you know, the siete, you know, cookies yeah. or almond. And the grain-free, you know, um, or gluten, whatever you said, the grain-free, gluten-free muffins, those are also most likely going to be almonds. So I have a feeling that that's what's going on there. Well, and and even in... and I've been aware of that. And I've quit eating eating almonds, period, because uh, I want to leave a little room for those occasional, you know... And I eat, I eat three siete cookies a day, those little ones, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not yeah. even the, eating the ser- serving size. Yeah. Things, so. But did that, when but, you... But I think you're right. I, and I love, I love, like, okra. I love okra out of the garden. Mm-hmm. I know it's, it's high. Yeah. And, uh, for, virtually all the vegetables I really, really I know, like me too. High in and chocolate. Yeah. You know, dark Same. chocolate. It's and chocolate. I have, right. I have two, two to four squares of dark chocolate a day. Right. So I'm and, sure that's... You know, sure and, that's probably it. on Siete, you can, and I buy both, you can choose the almond flour tortillas or the cassava flour, and I like them for different things, but they're both high in oxalates. Mm-hmm. Cassava is high in oxalate, too. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that, I uh, mean, those, some of that homemade hot sauce that you taught me how to make and the <laughs> Siete chips, you can't hardly, I know. Can't hardly uh, them. I know. And I've. And I, uh, I did cut that out. I told my wife, I said, I, I don't, I'm, I'm out here just, I'm like the food Nazi and I'm sitting here eating a bag of these chips every two days. I, that's not, that's not going to be very good. So. <laughs> but what else do you put the salsa on? I mean, there just is nothing else. That, no. It, it, and I am, I am in the middle of salsa season well. right now. Because I can make fresh salsa every day if I wanted to with all the tomatoes and peppers coming out of my garden. I've got cilantro, garlic, onion, everything out of the garden. And I can make fresh salsa every day. I'm just overloaded with it. But you're right. Uh, One thing I figured out is the... You know, I had fish tacos the other day, put a little bit on the fish taco. But for the most part, you want to grab a bag of chips and eat this stuff. Yeah. Eggs. I like yeah. adding salsa to eggs. Eggs. I that's another that good, good one. You're right. That is a good one. It yeah. is. I like butter on my eggs. But the, oh, last point. Well, you got to have a really big garden and have really good timing to be able to make your own salsa out of the garden. I've got 
peppers, and I, I've got all the in, the the ingredients, but I didn't plant plant them properly, so they're all ready at different times. I'm having like I'm I'm, I'm making salsa so, out of my own tomatoes, but having to go buy jalapenos or having to go buy onions, or I mean, I can't ever get it right. It's, it's a challenge. It really is. This year, I I nailed it as far as salsa goes. So my onions and garlic come out first thing in the spring, and I've got enough of those last me a year. So I'm good on that. Cilantro, you can grow anytime. So I'm good on that. I, I got the timing on my tomatoes and peppers down. I did something different this year, a couple things different. Lauren, remember when I was talking about how I was kind of forcing the plants to be shorter and stouter to handle the wind better? Yeah. That worked really well. Mm-hmm. And it, it oh. they, they've been in the ground a long time, but none of them are getting very tall. They're staying low and it works really well. But the other thing I did different on both my tomatoes and peppers this year, you know, I've always read if you want the best um, bounty out of these kind of plants, they will all start flowering really early. You know, you'll see flowers on them. Sometimes plants still really small. I've always read pinch the flowers and keep pinching them. Don't let those flowers grow. Let all the energy go to growing the plant as big as you can get it, and then let it start to flower and produce. And that's kind of always how I've done it. And it works. You get, you know, kind of one big harvest out of the plant at the end. This time I thought, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to try something different. It's not like I need all of these tomatoes. My God, I have some more tomatoes and peppers than I know what to do with. So I thought, I'm going to try it. So this time I just let them flower and start producing. And I've been picking tomatoes and peppers for a month now. And they just keep producing. Yeah. Very cool. Gardening is a lot of work. It's no, it's no, (laughs) it's no wonder that people, uh, gave it up long ago whenever. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's it's terrible. And it's it's a commitment. And, and you, then you like my garden is not huge, but it it's I mean it's fair size. It takes a lot of garden to grow enough food for four people to eat. It, it does. You know, it, it, you know, I'm getting better and better at it. And I'm actually surprised at 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 some point how much you can grow in a smaller space than I would have thought it you needed. But it, it is. It is a lot of work. It's a lot of luck sometimes. Uh, whether just a couple of days can have an impact on an entire season of a crop. Um, now I understand what farmers went through before they had all the chemicals and all the stuff that, you know, kind of makes that easier. Um, it's never easy and you're still always subject to the weather. Um, and, and then after all that, until you get, you know, several years into this, and even then, you can't cost justify raising your own food. That's sad. No, no way. Not no even way. close. I've got, no, no. I, I, you can go to the That's grocery sure. store and I, buy a quart of spaghetti sauce for three bucks. Maybe now it's five. I don't know the cheapest, but I know there were times where you could buy a quart for three something. And you looked at it. It's tomatoes, onions. They might have thrown a little sugar in there. but I mean, it's not horrible. I would not sell you a quart of my tomato sauce for 20 bucks. There is no way. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Too much work. I have it, way too much work into that a, to, to sell it for any less than that. 
I got to go, but I had a Jesus moment this weekend. Uh, my green beans, I love green beans. I got probably 15 plants and, and uh, two out of the 15 are the only, uh, they got nice and big and leafy and stemmy. Only two of those plants are producing anything. So I finally just had a Jesus moment when he, when he roasted the fig tree because it didn't produce any fruit. Yeah. I just, I just yanked them things out of the ground. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm tired of watering them things. If you're going to produce, you're getting yanked out of the ground. Oh no, that's, that's true. And I don't know what, the issue might be there. There's so many things that could cause that. I'm kind of dealing with the opposite. Uh, I plant it, and it's kind of an experimental plant or plan. I put my green bean plants really close together just to see how you could maximize the space. And the only downside to it is it's hard to get in there and find all of the beans. It's so tight, yeah. but I, I've got, yeah, I'm talking about a, a patch that is maybe, oh, four feet long, maybe five feet long by two, two and a half, maybe three feet wide. It's in a raised bed. But I put the plants, if I remember right, they're only four inches apart, which is really tight for a bean plant. So you've got this mass of plants mm -hmm. and you got to get in there and really find the beans. But I have more beans than I know what to do with out of that one little patch. I could pick I could pick beans and eat them every single day and I don't think I could keep up with it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, Kevin. Yes. When you have a guest on, let your guest talk a lot. I know. That's I'm, my so, advice I'm so bad at that. I know. <laughs> I know. Not that I don't love hearing about all of your you No, know. I know, it, but that, you guys get to hear me every me. day. I've had to climb to quit listening. I kind of had to quit listening because I listen so much, and I'm, I, uh, I, I don't know if I can hear your FedEx stories all that many more times. You know, I, or I know all but the I know stories. there's somebody out there that I know there's somebody out there that's gaining something just as I did because I heard those stories the first time. So, anyway, y'all, y'all, have a good day. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Well. All right, hey, we've got uh, we've got lines open if you want to jump in. 855-950-3835. We'll hang out here as long as we've got questions. And then uh, at some point, we're going to head over to uh, X. X. I can't get used to saying that. X. <laughs> I can't get used to hearing it. <laughs> I know. And do a space. You going to join us today, Lauren? Yes, I will join today. <laughs> All right. So the way we'll do it is when we run out of questions, we'll add 15 or 20 minutes and then we'll kick off over on spaces. We had a, a trucking space. I did a, a pop up on Monday, this past Monday. Um, it was trucking related because there had been some and there still is. There's a ton of controversy going on on um, what they call Freight X. So it's it's the freight world on X. So. And it and the the community is really kind of growing and getting really active. Just like whenever I started back on Twitter, um, there was already kind of this freight community, um, but it seems to be growing like crazy. It's getting really active, and there's been a lot of controversy going back on a couple issues. So I decided to do a pop up on Monday. It got pretty wild uh, in a good way. I mean, I, I got a ton of people at you know, feedback that said it was a fantastic space. And, um, so it was, uh, it was a little controversial, got a little heated, went on for like, uh, a little over four hours, I think. Mm, wow. Yeah. That's a good amount of time. Yeah. Kevin. 
Yeah, and <laughs> and they did not want to stop. I finally said, I gotta go. I've got things to do. Um, so, but yeah, it it could have went on for several more hours. I think. Um, so today will wow. be all all health though. Shouldn't be anything all that controversial. Uh, and then tomorrow we'll probably go back to fighting and arguing about that stuff. Let's uh, let's get to some phone calls. They're starting to come in. Let's go to Oklahoma. Fred, welcome. Well, Lauren, congratulations, my dear. This is an exciting time. Thank you. It is. A lot of changes going That's on. So awesome. Very exciting. So awesome. Thank you. So awesome. God bless you. That's an awesome feeling. I got a eight-month-old grandson, so um, it's, it's just exciting, exciting time. I'm so happy for you and your husband. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, uh, you know, it's really a shame. I, I know this one woman in one of the fuel stops I stopped at in Oklahoma. I've been coming through here for years, and you know, she's overweight and, and everything. And today she's just, just complaining on how she just prays that she can wake up one day without being in pain. Oh. And so I took, you know, and I took it upon myself because we know each other, you know, just kind of just because I come yeah. in here all the time and, you know, we're friendly. And I said, I said, she was outside the counter and she was getting herself a glass of water. And I said, I said, come here. I said, let me show you. Cause she, I don't think she noticed me when I was at my heaviest. I showed her a picture of myself. And I said, you know, I said, if you can just do this for me, I said, if you can just eat meat for 10 days <laughs> and none of this and none of this other crap, none of this right. other crap, don't worry about vegetables, don't drink any diet sodas, any, any sweet teas. I said, get rid of all the oils out of your house, just grill some meat and eat meats, pork, get rotisserie chickens, eat the skin and the legs and thighs. I said, just eat meat. I said, I'm telling you, in 10 days, two weeks from now, I'll see you and tell me how you feel. Well, I don't know if I can do that. She keep making all these excuses. I said, listen, I just want to help you. I says, you know, I, I feel bad. I'm 55 years old. I, I take no medication. I said, I was 300 pounds. I said, I understand what you're going through. I had all kinds of aches and pains, and I thought that was the way we were supposed to age. Yeah. I said, but we're not. We're not supposed to be like that. I said, and I'm not, I know, I look around this store. I said, everything is taboo, but everything is good. I get it. I get it. I said, I love all this stuff too, but, and I'm not a, I'm not a, a, a crazed maniac where I won't eat a piece of bread here and there. I'm trying to give her, you know, yeah, just some right. encouragement, you know? Right. And, and, and I said, you don't have to be crazy about this. Like, you know, instead of having a burger and all the fixings and all the sides, have three burgers. Exactly. You know, I yeah. said to her, I said, have three burgers. I said, you know, I said, you know, whatever you, you're, you're fixing, stay away from fruit, stay away from everything for 10 days. I said, just try it and see what you think. It's just up to you. I said, I'm not here trying to preach to you. I said, but I was there. I was there with you. I said, you know, yep. I said, and, and I'm not there anymore, you know? And, you know, it just, you can see it in her eyes. She just, she, she's listening, but she just, she thinks it's just taboo. We, I don't know why. We you know? have such an uphill battle because most yeah. of the people we are dealing with now have spent their whole life in this food system. This is all they know. Yeah. All they know is that right. their entire life they have heard how bad fat is for them. Yep. Yeah. We have so yeah, and, and demonized she, and she fat. she goes into her medical condition. Yeah. And I said, I understand all of that. I said, I understand all of that. I'm not downplaying any of this. 
I said, but I'm telling you, you'll just wake up one day and not have that lower back pain or that knee pain or that shoulder pain. Because I was there. But I, yep. I had all of those things, I said. And one day you'll just wake up after eating this way for a little while and you'll realize, wait a second, my, my shoulder doesn't feel as bad as it did yesterday. My lower back doesn't have those pains. Yeah. And it's just, it, once you start doing this, I said, it'll, you'll see it. You won't even see it. It just will happen. Yeah. And it always does. I can't explain it, I said to her. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't deep into it and everything else, you know, but it, but I could just see in her eyes that she just doesn't feel she can do this. And it's, it's like she eats this stuff every day. You eat meat every day. So just, just cut out all the other, other stuff. Yeah. And, and in their mind, the, they think, well, I eat meat every day. So what difference is it going to make to just eat meat? Yeah. And, and then the other thing we're yeah. fighting is almost everybody, by the time they get into their 30s, has tried multiple diets. Or, or they've, they've, even if they didn't change the way they ate, they would probably get a gym membership for six months or, or what everybody's yep. tried all these things and nothing really works. And at some point right. you just get so fatigued with all of this. What am I supposed to eat advice? That's all over the board and everybody has their proof. And I think people have given up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. They just have a defeated mentality going into it and you can understand why yeah oh no i do i do that's why i said to her you know me i'm really not trying to get into your business i said you know i said but i i said i was there and i just just trying to give you some just what what happened i lived through it i said so i'm just trying to tell you what i did you know yeah i said i didn't exercise i'm not telling you you have to run 30 miles or anything like that. I didn't do any of that. Yeah, I that's another big one, too. If, if you can get that across to people. Uh, yeah. Because what have we always heard? Diet and exercise. Diet and exercise. Right. Those two words have been so right. linked together that we almost have a hard time not saying them together every time we say it. And we need to break that yep. myth yep. because exercise and I still get so much pushback on this from people. Exercise has almost nothing to do with weight loss and it is not necessary for weight loss. Right. Right. But we've never heard that. So, yeah. So, so Lauren, I have a really good story that I think you'll really like. Let's hear it. I, I, I called in Monday and told Kevin about it. So over the weekend, my son was out with his friends. My wife went to sleep early and I was bored. So I was on the computer. I went on X and I joined a space about the vaccines and about the new mandates possibly rolling out. And mm. it was a bunch of doctors and nurses on there. And I got on the space and I actually requested to speak. And they actually kept me in the space for over an hour and a half, referring back to me that I'm a truck driver and I can't believe how educated I am. And they agreed with me on the, on the sick care system and how it's been corrupted by the pharmaceutical companies. And it was uh, such an awesome space. <laughs> it was amazing. Very cool. 
Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I said, and I, you know, I, I, I made a statement when I first got on. I said, I told them who I was and what I did. I said, and I've read, you know, 30 books written by doctors on health that were traditional doctors. And I said, I'm not going to make this statement to disparage anyone. I think it's a noble practice that everyone who got into that field is doing it for the right reasons, I believe, and, and, and very admirably. I said, but your, your whole medical system has been corrupted. And the one doctor running the space said, absolutely. And they went into the history of the Rockefellers, how they, the petroleum mm-hmm. industry got in with the pharmaceutical industry, and, and they were really on board with it. Some mm-hmm. of their practices and our practices were, were conflicting. I didn't try to get into that. I just told, you know, but they kept referring back to me for my opinions. And I was like, I was just blown away. <laughs> wow. That's really cool. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was it was really I was I was I was really blown away that they actually kept me up there and they were asking me questions and I you know, I recommended some books for the you know, the people on the space. There was several hundred people on the space. It was really cool. I was on there probably an hour and a half, two hours. I don't even know I lost track of time. I love that. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Yeah. Did you uh, did you get a chance to look at that that vibration technology or frequency technology, Kevin? I haven't yet. I haven't had time to look at anything. Yeah, it's been a just I a know, my, crazy week, included. crazy couple of weeks. Every yeah. day, well, I, this might be something you might want to. Yeah, every ahead, every ahead. day my plans change at the last minute. Like doing the whole pop up space the other day, and I, that's just been the way my right. whole schedule is. I think I've got my week all figured out, and every day it seems to. Well, that whole thing, even the filming with Azure. If I remember right, we did the filming on Friday. I think they reached out to me on like Tuesday. That was not a big, you know, planned thing. I had to just kind of drop that into my schedule on Friday. But I, I wanted to go do it. I mean, they're right here. I, I keep saying I'm going to go out to their facility, and I just haven't had time. I mean, they're they're less than an hour away. Right. But that's just been the way my schedule's been for a couple of weeks. Just been a mess. Yeah. Yeah, Lauren, on that space Monday, I was one of the guys that was getting pretty heated on there. I mean, that, that guy, Mac, would not be quiet for a second. I, mean, he, you know, um, I, I gave him the floor. He made his statements, and I tried to ask him a simple question, and he just kept interrupting or changing the definitions. It was just, it was so aggravating. So I couldn't believe it. I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because it's health day, but Fred, so, have you have you been on yeah. X this morning? Not really. I tried you, to. I, I had a rough night. I got loaded I, late, but go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know, and I'm just going to call him out because at this point we might as well. Um, Texas, whatever. It's Texas. I don't remember his whole. Oh, handle. that Texas guy? Right, yeah. Right. Um, I, I'm not sure what happened last night. I don't know if he was, if he's schizophrenic, if he was drunk posting all night, or whether it's satire. <laughs> You uh, you got to read it. I almost okay. lost my mind. And it's like post after post after post. And here here's what he's claiming now, that he found inside information that freight waves only bases all of their rate data on like 300 carriers. That's what he thinks. What he doesn't understand okay. is freight waves has about 30 different models of predicting rates and volume and and the data comes from all kinds of sources. Do they have right. something where they're pulling from 300? Probably. They have all kinds of indexes they sure. use. But he believes yeah, now. And they, and they look at he, different parts of the country, too. He, here's what he believes, that they are doing this 
because they are part of this whole collusion freight rate fixing scheme that they publish these totally false numbers just so that shippers and brokers believe that the rates are really this low. That's his, that's his, and and he's going after them. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, That is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard. He, he, I, I hate to say this, I'm not really calling names or getting personal here, but he's really looking very, very foolish. And, and, and it's obvious that he has zero grasp of how business works at all. I mean, I, I don't know what right. else to I say mean, when, when you can, you, right, you got to go right. read it. I mean, they go on and on and on. Yeah, I'm like, I, I, I almost have to believe he yeah, was drunk posting yeah. all night. Right, right. I mean, you you heard the question I was trying to propose there. Yeah, exactly. It's a simple question. Just answer the damn phase. question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If we both agree, where is anyone getting robbed yeah, or, the, or extorted or anything the, else? I, you know. the, exactly. I don't care what the terms of the contract are. If both people agreed with it, fine. Right, right. And that's exactly what I said. And, and then he goes into, well, we're not paying people. Well, that's completely a different subject. Oh, well, that was another one. This week, I think Mac lost his mind. He, he's, he's gone yeah. off. He yeah, must he have made 20 posts about how I keep telling people. He doesn't use my name. He says the experts. How right. I keep telling people never yeah. go after their money. Just, just don't get paid. It's, I know. I, I never said I that. I, that was I, I, never, I ever said by anybody. We could go back to the recording, I and I could, pr- of course, I never said that. Did I say, and I posted it. Yes, over the years, I have counseled people not to go after a certain debt because it's clear that it won't be worth it. That That's all I said. And 100%. I even gave an example 100%. Of, of a debt that our company currently has of $30,000 that we're not going to go after. And I even admitted it was my mistake. I got comfortable with this company over the years. And at some point we stopped signing a new contract every year. We just didn't bother. We, right. you know, it, everything was going fine. Right. We didn't sign a contract. They got bought and, and, and now we, they don't want to pay us. And yeah, it's wrong, but I, I screwed up. I don't have a contract to, to prove they owe me this money. It's my own yes, fault. I, no, I got, I I got a little lazy. We got lackadaisical. And unfortunately, it left me in a place where it would be foolish to go to try to collect this money. I would lose. Right. And I, I tried to explain that to him. I says, when I negotiate a contract with a, a, a first-time load, yeah, I'm, I'm very lenient on the terms. I want to see if I can develop a relationship. When I have a relationship with someone, we sit down and I say, listen, these loads are starting to wear on my time. We need to figure out some kind of detention. And they're, when they have my service, I, I, they, they are apt to help and figure out a way that we both can go forward. Yes. And, but no one, let you, no one on, the, on the space would let you talk. That nah. It really got a little out of hand. Well, we can try yeah. again tomorrow. But No, that'll work, yeah. But, Lauren, I, I went to a separate space with some of these people I was in Saturday night, and they were promoting a, a, a guy with technology. It's called, uh, it's doing, uh, healing the body with frequencies. And they were, mm. they were le- reading off a list, like Forrest Gump reads, you know, reads off a box of chocolates. I mean, it was just, you know, 
Um, so it was it was interesting. I, I, I was in and out of the space because I was running errands Sunday morning. That's my Sunday schedule. But um, I interjected in that a little bit. So it's uh, the company is Rife Technology. I don't know if you have I've that any time. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. Rife Technology. Yeah. And it's supposed to, you know, they have a couple different levels of, machi- of, um, of machines. I, I guess they go into pretty expensive stuff. And he's trying to do a, uh, a satellite office and in a small community and offering a, you know, he, he was describing it. And it, it sounded interesting. I don't know if I'd really subscribe to that, but it was something to think about, you know. Um, yeah. It, yeah, they, yeah, they were, I mean, they were. Basically, you can you can cure the wheel with this thing, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It was, you know. <laughs> it's sort of like Bruce's catalyst. I put that on corn, cornflakes in the morning. I can go all day. <laughs> yeah, I, I like years of, like probably like a decade ago. I had I don't recall who it was exactly, but I had I think it was like someone that my father knew who he knew of several gentlemen that were passing this that that machine like a similar machine around right. to each other to heal different things and apparently it was working so right, i right. i never looked I, into I, it but yeah yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't have any any you know negative things about it i mean there's a lot of things out there i don't understand and i'm sure they work i just mm-hmm. don't know you know feasibility if this is something that you know maybe you guys can offer to the tribe eventually or you know or or you know i don't know i don't yeah you know, it was just it was very interesting yeah so, it is interesting i agree yeah, and I had, and he's actually following me now on X, and a bunch of the doctors and nurses are following me, and I'm following them back. So it's, it's really cool. I, I there was another space was the other night. It was getting a little too into the MNRA technology, and I it was late. I didn't want to, you know, I, I kind of know everything they're saying, so I kind of jumped out. But um, yeah, it was pretty pretty. Uh, it's nice to learn new things, and I like I said, I. I'll look into it a little more maybe this weekend. Um, but yeah, if you can figure it out and and you think it's something worthwhile, you know, bring it you know, bring it into the into the space and you know, I'd definitely like to hear about it. Cool. All right. Sounds good. Um, we're gonna get to some more calls. Phone lines are open if you wanna jump in. Eight five five nine five zero three eight three five. I do have another health update I could probably share right now. Um Lauren, remember when I talked about the idea of supplementing ATP? Yes, I do. So um, the way it works, and some people may have guessed this or not, uh, you're actually inhaling it. Really? Yeah. It's like a vape pen. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's just like a vape pen. It comes preloaded with 600 servings. Okay. And it, it's got a little light on it. So as you start to inhale from it, the light comes on and you keep inhaling and the light goes off and that's a serving. So it's it's really precisely is this, controlled. Is this the thing that came in the mail recently to you? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Now, very, very. Here, here's, the, um, <laughs> here's the thing. I'm not going to recommend it. I, I'm pretty disappointed with it. Okay. And okay. It, it came as a recommendation from somebody I really trust and that really understands this field of like nootropics and brain energy. And I mean, his whole career is in this. And it was a recommendation from him. And I mean, he claims that like 98% of the people they've tested really feel this. Uh, is it possible I'm just the 2% this time? I don't know. 
I, I'm not getting it. Yeah. Um, so 600, uh-huh. 600 servings comes, you know, it's preloaded into this thing. Um, but this device is $300. And at the end, you just throw it away. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, I don't know. I- here's what I've found. <laughs> if I take like four or five servings within about five or 10 minutes, I'll mm-hmm. start to feel something. More what I feel, though, oh. instead of real, you know, any real brain clarity, you know, kind of real improvement in thinking. I, I, I think I feel a little bit of that, but it, it's small enough that it could be a placebo effect. It's not really pronounced. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I talked mm-hmm. about the supplement that I will occasionally use as a nootropic, um, unfair advantage. That one I feel, yes. no doubt in my mind. My thinking changes, I'm positive it's not a placebo effect. Um, this one, I, maybe after four or five servings, there's a little bit of a change there. What I have noticed, it does improve, and I may even keep one of these around, but we're not going to put it in our store. I'm not really going to recommend it. Um, I do find that there are some days where I hadn't really gotten good sleep or I was really pushing things too hard. I will get to a point where walking up the stairs makes my legs burn, that that lactic acid burn. And I know I'm in a bad place when yeah. my energy levels are just so low that walking up the stairs mm-hmm. becomes a challenge and I feel the burn in my legs. Um, it will take that away. I feel wow. I feel more physical energy than I do any kind of mental clarity. Interesting. So I'm going to test yeah. that a little more, but I I don't even think that's enough that I would would really ever put this in the store or recommend it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I'm I'm very it, it's. It just sounds too good to be true, in my opinion. <laughs> I know. I know. I thought maybe they had some sort of a breakthrough. And, and, and I believe they might. There, there might be something to this. Like, I, it's just for the cost and the little bit of the benefit, it's just not worth it. Yeah. Or maybe it's just me. Maybe I am some weird, too. You know, I, I have more Neanderthal DNA than 98% of the population, too. So, I don't know. Maybe there is something yeah. weird going on there. I don't know. Did Maybe. we did did we, did we talk about the fact that I found a study that shows people with high levels of Neanderthal DNA may be protected against COVID? No. Yeah. I don't think I thought you mentioning that. Yeah, I found a research <laughs> paper that claimed that. Huh. Cool. Yeah. And you there's know what? A, there's you know a new variant and they're 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 masking again, you know. What do you mean they're ma- oh <laughs> There are mandates. Oh, I can't even. There's a, there's a, I've seen at I, least one college that put their mask mandate back in place, and I've seen a no um, a Hollywood movie theater company. Um, their mask mandates are back in place. Unbelievable. And there's a new vaccine. Oh a new vaccine, even? Well, there's already a new variant. That doesn't surprise me. And I, I read well, I just the other day that the, there is at, at least, this was a couple days ago, so it may have changed. They did identify that new variant is in the U.S. Oh, interesting. I, I do have to say that I, I know several people 
that currently have COVID or just got over it. Yeah, um, one a being a, a, you know, yeah, one discovery call that was canceled on Monday, uh, or actually it was a one-on-one to cancel on Monday because um, she had COVID. And then I had several people here that, that I know um, in Jacksonville that just got over it. So, you know, I think it's going to be very different. This time. You know, if you remember, um, I said, uh, I will put on the mask when I go into a local store. I, I'm not going to go in without a mask and, and fight with the owners and, and they're being pressured by the government to do this. I, I'm not going to create a big problem mm-hmm. for these small business owners. And I think a lot of people kind of took that approach. They, they really didn't want to wear the mask. They didn't think they needed to wear the mask. They wore it in those cases. I heard from a lot of drivers that said, um, my shipping and receiving customers, if they required it, I would wear it, but I would not wear it anywhere mm-hmm. else. I heard, I got, I've been getting a lot of feedback about that. And now that this variant is here and they're talking about masking again, and there's, I guess you could call them rumors or conspiracy theories right now that by Christmas we'll be back into lockdowns. I mean, that that's the kind of stuff that's going around right now. The feedback is wildly different this time. The feedback that I'm seeing mm-hmm. all over social media is on the masking. Not no, but hell no. I will never put one on again, and I don't care who it is. That's the kind of feedback I'm seeing now. Well, good. Yeah, this is going to be different this time. Yeah. Yeah. And I said it too. If if they put into some sort of mask mandate locally, I will will continue to just go to whatever store or business I want, walk in without a mask. If they ask me to leave, I'll leave. Yeah. But I'm not wearing one. Not for anybody this time. No, I I, I feel the same way. (laughs) Yep, just not happening. Not yeah. happening. All right, let's let's uh, let's get to some phone calls because they're starting to pile up on us. Let's go to West Virginia. Matt, welcome. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Kevin. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I had a couple of things. Um, well, did you notice on Twitter that it looks like cancel culture is going to get Ken Barry? No, you're kidding. Yeah, he, he posted something on Twitter. It was something that YouTube sent him about uh, giving medical advice. Of course, he gives nutritional advice, and he's a doctor anyway. So uh, he showed it. He took a picture of it and posted it on uh, Twitter. Oh, now, that said he's probably going to get canceled. Oh, off of YouTube, I could completely believe that. YouTube is one of the worst yeah, defenders. Yeah, not Twitter. Yeah, YouTube is one of the worst defenders for this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one more thing. Have you all heard of a meat company called Force of Nature? That one doesn't yes, sound. Oh, I have. I have, I have it. I have. They, what I like about Force of Nature um, is that they mix organ meats in their ground beef and things like that, which is a really nice compliment because it's already mixed in there. Yes, <laughs> it's great. Uh, they carry them in a store around my house. There's a store called Earth Fair. And uh, they're always running really good sales. The CEO of that company was on a podcast with Chris Kresser, and he used to own Epic Foods, you know, the pork rinds. Yeah. Yeah. I so that know, was uh, I pretty interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that they were affiliated in any way. That's very interesting. So oh, he, so, but, but he sold Epic to, to who did he sell it to again? I yeah, forgot. he sold it to somebody. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But he Who sold it and started this uh, meat company. 
Who are we talking okay. about? The uh, he, owner of uh, Force of Nature. Oh, okay. I don't know his name offhand. He used to own Epic? Okay. Um, yes. Uh, it looks like I'm just looking here at their website. I was looking to see if I had a store anywhere near me. But their their locator is weird. You can't put in your location. You have to enable location <laughs> services on your device. Oh, I don't like that. I know. Just let me put in my zip code or something. I don't want to go turn on location <laughs> services just to find a store. Oh, well, they've got a map. Maybe this will help. I can just look. Oh, looks like they might have some stuff near me. He's got an ancestral blend, what Lauren was talking about. They're great. Heart, liver, mixed with some uh, deer meat. I've had that the other day. Yeah, I, I've actually... Because I'm going to be batch cooking, you know, so I have some, like, plenty of food frozen and whatnot, um, I was thinking about buying some of that for for some of the meals. I'm looking at their website. I love – I hadn't seen them before, but I I really like some of this. And I just looked. They are supposedly in the grocery store I shop at. Oh. Wow. You'll have to try them out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I might go today. Yeah. That yeah, way anyway. I'm, I'm envious. I wonder if I have one near me. Now I'm going to have to look. Yeah, it's right on the website. Yeah, and he, and on I that. didn't have to turn on location services. There was a map. And you just scroll around on the oh. map. And um, I mean, it looks like there are 34 locations in Portland that would carry it. And and the one that I is Hood River, but it's where I shop all the time. Um, but obviously, he's getting some major distribution. Yeah. I, I didn't realize he was that big already. I heard about him maybe two years ago, but that's great that they're that they're doing wonderful. Yeah, yeah. to to be in. Yeah, in, you know, I saw stores in Florida, Wisconsin, all over the place, and then to have one right here in Hood River that that's pretty big distribution. That is. I wonder how much of that is like the organ meats and things like that, or if it's just basically right. you know the things that everyone typically buys. Yeah. But I'll be curious to know what they what they carry in your store, Kevin. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, report back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the main reason I called is uh, I'm kind of sad because I can't find F-bombs nowhere. I think the company is just gone. Well, they, oh, they, yeah. uh, we we have a long history with F-bomb. Um and uh, it's unfortunate the way it looks like it's probably ending. Um, we F-Bomb may have been one of our first vendors. I can remember we used, yeah. to, we used to carry the, you know, 150-pound boxes of F-Bomb up those narrow. <laughs> we had a tiny little office down on the waterfront, and it had these tiny little stairs. And getting that F-Bomb box up to the top was a nightmare. Um, and at the time, we knew the husband and wife that started the company. They were in uh, Flagstaff. I went down there and spent some time with them, saw the business. We went out to dinner. I mean, it, it, we had a great relationship with them. Um, not long after we started with them, they sold the company. And in the beginning, oh, they kind man. of stayed involved. But ever since they sold the company, everything gets more and more difficult. You know, we don't have that personal relationship. They were growing. And then I think, I'm not even sure I, I, I well, no, I'm positive. I don't know the whole story, but I, I think maybe Ross and his wife got re-involved with the company and uh, we were just having struggles 
um, you know, getting product, other kind of issues all the time. Uh, and that was why we started replacing the nut butters. That's why we've got Burroughs Family Farms now, and we've got the um, um, the almond butters. The We've got some walnut butters. And we're going to continue. Uh, you know, we're still looking for a really convenient product like the little pouches. Um, so we'll get that. And yeah. honestly, I, I will say that the new products we've got as far as nut brothers are just over the top as far as quality and clean. And, um, we're really happy with them. Uh, the only thing we kind of feel like we're missing are those convenient little packets. Yeah. Yeah. Those were great. I remember you and, uh, Kim talking about how, when you finished them, you would rip them open and lick the inside of them. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They, they were one of our very first vendors. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, okay, I'll let you get to somebody else, but uh, get back with us on that force of nature. It looks like a really good company, especially yeah. listening to the podcast with Chris Gresser. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, thanks I for that heads up on that. Let's uh, let's go to South Carolina. Terrence, welcome. What's, what's up, Kevin? What's up, Lauren? So, speaking of the fat bombs, I was fortunate enough to overbuy, so I still got like <laughs> I think I got like two packages oh, of the macadamia. You, you were hoarding uh, the chocolate. You were hoarding. Yeah, and 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 the best part of it is is as those are the ones that Lisa put that little Ziploc bag together with them. Remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah. She put the 10 packs. So right. I have, I have those and I have those. I put everything in those things. Those are great after you're done with them. Yeah. But, um, when I was made, I used to, you know what I did? I used to take a, a, an old, like a big pen and I would roll it. Like when I was driving, like roll, like rolling the joint, <laughs> you would roll it out on the end of it. And then you just, you just took the end of it. So it was, I got everything. Cause if I tried ripping it when you're driving, oh, yeah. you know, you couldn't, right. you'd make you know, a it mess. It would be all over the yeah, place. Right. Mess, but the, yeah. the pen worked great. Cause, it, Cause like the big pen has those little corners on it. So it just pushed right. it all out. Yeah. But anyway, so, so, uh, my fiance works in the ER down here. They're getting, they, they got people getting COVID, like workers are getting COVID in there. So it's common. Yeah. It's yeah, definitely it common. Yeah. And, and, uh, I told, I was like, she's like, well, they, they said they have a new thing. I said, tell them no, don't take it. You don't have to take it. <laughs> right. If they tell you that, if they tell you to go home, if they tell you that, that you don't work that, then go find something else. Yeah. I said, cause there's no way they can do that. I don't think they can mandate that now anymore. That, that oh, shot sure. after what happened let, in let, New York and all let, that. Let, I, I, I'm not going to put anything past anybody anymore. I think they could. Yeah, it's crazy. I think they might try again. And they're weird down here in South Carolina, man. They they were like they were big on that. You yeah. know, it'll erect the place because um, there a lot of a lot of restaurants down here closed a lot. I mean, in Myrtle Beach, it's like unbelievable. I, you know, they I, lost a lot of good restaurants due to it. I can't imagine what another round of lockdowns would do to our economy. Oh my gosh, no! Ridiculous. Yeah, we're barely holding on right now. Yeah. So with, with that being said, too, now like she came home last what was it that Friday night and we felt like crap. I'm like, all right, well, you know. Whatever, and well, we'll, you know, we'll just chill the weekend. We got, you know, she was off. Yeah. But they actually gave out, they gave out uh, COVID tests to them yep. in the hospital. I'll bet. That they sent the nurses home with them. So I did it the other day, Monday, because I, I was feeling like crap, and I, I came up negative. But they're actually, so I'm, I, I don't know, I, something seems weird. Why would they pass them out? 
And it's like, I get it. I, and maybe I, they don't want people coming to work with it, but I, I know. something seems fishy it, with that, yeah, man. It sure does. So, I don't know. I'm, get, I'm not worried about it this time. I know I'm taking my cop, my silver, and all that other crap. I'm keeping up on everything. I'm, I'm not worried about it. But Same my here. other question was with the, the X3 bar. So I got the long bar. Okay. And today I used it. Today I was on my, because I had to take a break on Monday because I overdid it on the weekend with the other things. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I I used a long bar this morning for my um, for like uh, my deadlift and the uh, you know rows uh, back rows and all that. Yeah. Now what is that? What that's just targeting different different muscles. Like you said that already, yeah, right? So, so the further out your hands, it's gonna. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So we could look at the different movements. I think the example I used the other day was the chest press with the short bar and that is a really short bar for a chest press my hands are even as small as i am my hands are too close for me i i do it and it works am i off so what happens the closer your hands go the more you activate your triceps to do the lift the wider your hands go the the more you activate your pectorals your chest to do the lift your chest and your front shoulder so I like, uh, there are, you know, 10 different ways I can target my triceps. Triceps are easy to target. They're, it's tough to target right. the pectorals. So I, I want to target the pectorals every chance I get, and that's using a wider bar for your chest will do that. Okay. On your back, when okay. you're doing your back rows, you will activate your lats more than like deltoids in the middle back muscles. The wider you go, the more you will activate your lats, which again... And that'll help your shoulder too, right? Right. That, that, and, that shoulder muscles and too. And this is another one where it's easy to activate all the other back muscles. It's harder to target the, the lats. So this is another one where okay. that, that bar is a big advantage. And then the last one, not quite that big... If you were to use the wide bar for the overhead press, you would you would start to hit the back. Uh, there's three muscles in your shoulder. There's kind of a front muscle, a center muscle, and then a back. And the wider you go, the more you'll hit that back muscle, and that is the harder one to activate as well. Exactly. I've had like I've I had it hurt myself in and down at the Jersey Shore one time riding a wave, and I got I got. Thing and I tore, felt like I tore my rotator cuff, but I never went, you know, I never did anything about it. But I, every now and then I get an occasional tinge in it. But lately I've been, you know, I've, I've been sleeping at something, I've been sleeping on it. Plus, I, you know, it started hurting. And I, I just thought it was, I know it's not from doing the lifting because I never had that before. Right. So I'm just figuring I got to strengthen that muscle a little bit. Yeah. But, all right. That works. That's all I needed. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks for Bye. the call. Let's go to Minnesota. John, welcome. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Lauren. Hello. So, Kevin, are you still using your balance board when you're doing the radio show? Um, not so much lately. I'm looking at it. It's here in front of me. It's kind of sitting over in the corner. Um, I'm back to use it. I, I kind of go back and forth. Sometimes I'll use um, open monitors in the room and just an open mic that I kind of stand in front of the mic and okay. talk. And when I do that, I'll use the balance board. Then I sometimes I just get tired of that and I go back to like a broadcast headset with a long cord and I can wander all over the room, which is what I'm doing now. 
Yeah, I just thought that might be uh, some good practice for your uh, wind boiling. Um, probably not. I the the bal- There are some balance uh, boards okay. on the market that would help. I doubt that I would be able to stand on those and do my show. Maybe after a lot of practice, I could. The reason I bought the balance board that I bought, yeah. it, it's not very difficult to stand on. It's fairly easy. Uh, It's it's more designed just to activate your core muscles than to really, you know, really improve your balance. I'm sure it improved my balance a little bit, but nothing will improve my balance more than learning how to do this foil. You know what it reminds me of? Really, I, I thought about this the other day. It reminds me a lot of when I was trying to learn how to ride a unicycle. Yeah, because it's that same. Th- you can fall in all three hundred and sixty directions. Uh, it, the balance is again. Yeah. Think about a unicycle. You are balancing on that tiny little tire contact patch. Can't imagine, right? When you think about it, that's it. There's there's a, a couple of square inches contacting the ground, and that's your balance point. That's kind of <laughs> like this wow. foil. There's there's you know I'm way up out of the water on this pole. And I'm balancing on this little foil that's underwater. And again, you can fall in all. Lauren, you really, it's really difficult to fall off the back of a surfboard, right? To to lose your balance backwards or forwards, right? On a surfboard, you're probably likely to fall to either side, not really forward or backwards. Because the long board, even even a short board, even a short board, you you can't. You, it's almost impossible to bury the nose or the tail of a board like that because they have so much flotation. Yes. They're really yes. stable front I mean, to you, back. Yeah. Is it not the same on well, the foil? Well, let's think about this. And a water ski, very, very stable from front yeah. to back, but not very stable from side to side. The, the ski is five feet long and three inches wide. So the the stability front and back is is really good but the stability to side to side is not but now think about a unicycle or this foil i can fall forward on this foil in a split second i can fall backwards off of this foil in a split sec i can fall in any direction of the entire 360 degrees it's like balancing on a pinpoint yeah i guess so i never thought about it like that and, and I think that's why it's so difficult. And, and from what I've gathered talking to other people, everybody says the same thing. They don't care how much experience you have behind a boat or on a board or on a ski. It, it does not translate to this at all. Wow. Yeah. That would be difficult. (laughs) I I, I watched a video where it's a school that teaches people how to do this, and they claim the average number of sessions to become what they consider an intermediate foil rider. And and so their definition is you can can obviously get up on the board and get up on the foil regularly, and you're comfortable, and you can stay on the foil. You can do your turns and your jibes back into the wind. Um, you can feather the wing and, you know, just ride your foil. They had this criteria and it wasn't all that much. And they considered that, you know, you are now an intermediate foil rider. They said the average number of sessions was 27 to get somebody to that point. Wow. Wow. Yeah. 
That's a lot. Yeah, it is. Serious learning curve. And, and then uh, you've seen them. When you watch people, they make it look so damn easy. I know, they really do. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I can't wait till I can post videos of me doing that. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> yeah. All right, John, what else you got? I think I agree with the caller. I think it was on Monday. Agreed that the only time he's putting a mask on is when it's Halloween. So yeah, I agree with him on that. But other than that, you guys have a nice day. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's uh, let's continue on. If you want to jump in and join us, lines are open. We'll stay here uh, till we run out of calls. We're going to go to Wyoming. Mike, welcome. Man, I just about forgot I was on a on a phone call here. <laughs> hey, uh, two things there. First, there, Kevin, uh, I want to thank you for on Spaces for sticking up for me when I said I hired my carrier. You know, to, yeah. uh, I hired them instead of them saying, "Oh, you can sign on." You know, that's right. But uh, you saved me that day with Mac, and then <laughs> and then. Yeah. Yesterday or day before on Spaces, I don't know if you caught on, but I was trying to save you from, you know, I told you we had to go on the board down there. I know. Remember I said yeah, I was yeah. on the dock waiting for you. Yeah, that's right. It was about time to about time to end that catastrophe that was happening. Oh, Those man. people were going off the wall. I, 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 wait till you see what he posted today. I'm gonna I'm gonna look back uh, at it. And see. It is shocking. Yeah. I, I don't know what else to say. It 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 uh-huh. honestly sounds like somebody who is deranged. Well, I'll tell you what I heard the other day was I wanted to say that every one of them because I'm a recovered alky and I help a lot of people and when I go out to Arizona at a club out there in AA. And I want to tell them every one of them need to start going to AA because all that's about is accountability for yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. Good point. And 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 nobody, it's nobody's fault but yours. Give you an example. A lady, I shouldn't talk about it, but anonymous. But a lady was moving into an apartment, and she was just beside herself because she finally got on her feet, sobered up, moved into an apartment right next to her. Some partiers moved in, and and she can't get any sleep, and. You know, they're partying all day long and smoking dope, and she can't sleep because of the marijuana smell, and she started crying, and everybody in there was feeling sorry for her, and except for about five of us old-timers, and we all said, it's not their problem. It's your problem. Right. Just is. You know? And, and I even try it's to— It's your problem. I, it's not theirs. I even try to go a step further sometimes, kind of meet people where they are. They, have, they, they are in such a mindset— <laughs> that this is somebody else's problem. I mean, they are completely convinced that this is somebody else's problem and somebody else has to fix it. And the, and what I'll do when I come up against somebody like that, I'll say, you know what, you're right. In reality, it is their fault and it's their problem. But if you keep thinking that way and that's how you approach this, then you are lost and helpless because there's nothing you can do to change them. So even I'll I'll go along with you. It is their fault. It is their problem. But if you want your life to get better, you're going to have to take responsibility for fixing it. And maybe that's not fair. And you can sit back all day long and say this isn't fair, or you can get off your ass and fix the problem for yourself. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, I, until they get that, that they're they're the ones responsible for their life. They'll. They'll, they'll never be successful. But, or, or you, you, I, you, you know, know I, I've even seen some, look, I, I can look at like Mac. Mac is a, a very successful owner operator. He has been for a long time. He knows yeah. this business. He knows how to run a truck and make money at it. So, you know, we could say he, he is successful as, as a single truck owner operator. I think he's pretty damn successful, but he doesn't seem to be happy. Right. That's. I think well, that I, might I be do. the bigger I, I, issue. I, 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 I've actually <laughs> seen some people with attitudes like that that kind of succeed financially or in business. But to me, what good is it if you're that unhappy? Well, if he if he took uh, and took the positive attitude and 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 put that towards the young ones that he's trying to help, that ninety five percent of them are going to fail anyway. You know, hopefully the second time around they've learned and they can come back and be successful. But uh, I, 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 uh, you've heard me say, I think if he, his energy is focused in the wrong, wrong oh, direction his, on that stuff. We, we, you know, we've all said that to him, that, that we get it, Mac. Your heart is in the right place. You have the energy and the passion. It, it's, but your, your solutions are misplaced. You could be doing so much more good with your knowledge and your skills and your um, he's obviously very assertive um, and all of those things right. can be good used the right way. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, what I was going to say is if you're not going to use that bait thing, you could send it to me and I'll test it. <laughs> you want me to, uh, I, I guess I might as well tell everybody what company this is. Um, since I'm really not going to, uh, we're not going to put this in the store or anything. I think I've done enough testing to know. Yeah. The company's called Nanogenesis Labs, and this device is called a Mind Expander. I- I'm just not impressed. Maybe if somebody else wants to try it, um, maybe there's something weird going on with me. Like I said, the, the person that recommended yeah. this, I have an awful lot of respect for, and they know this area of, of health really, really well. Uh, and they're promoting these things pretty heavy and saying 98% of the people they've worked with and tested get results. Well, I, 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 the unfair advantage, you know, I've always just taken one and waited five or 10 minutes and all of a sudden, whoa, yeah. something just changed in me. I know. And so, you know, you, I was reading on it, you know, you take up to four of them or something like that. Right. Well, I've, I've taken a couple and, and really no difference. But the other day, I just went ahead and did like four of them. Oh, I, won't, I don't Ph- think I'm going to do that again. Physical there's, energy. There's that, right. that, well, but it wasn't energy. It was more of a, it was definitely a lightheadedness or oh, something okay. that came across me. Now, the, the recommendation yeah, was, from Dave Asprey from way back when was, Two would help with mind clarity and thought, and that's absolutely true. That's the first thing I feel. He would claim that four before a hard physical workout was the way to take it. Yeah. Yeah, I I could definitely, uh, three minutes afterwards, I could definitely say I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) You know? Well, you know, I'm, I, glad, I, I'm actually glad, I'm actually glad I wasn't driving. You know, to tell you the truth. I say all the time: the only way to know the limit of anything is to break it. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I'll just stay with my one or two and just leave there it alone. There you go. Well, if you uh, if, I, I, if you want to go buy one of these, me. you know, you you could be another beta tester. Yeah, I, Maybe it's just me. Yeah. I'll, I'll write. I wrote it down, so I'll see what I can do. So all right. that's all I wanted. All right. Oh, uh, U.S. Wellness. U.S. Wellness also puts uh, organ meats in their ground burgers yeah, too. If they you do. order it that way. Yep. They have, oh, I didn't know they did. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. They've, yeah. Oh yeah. They've got <laughs> yeah. ground beef with liver yeah. and heart. Um, they have a couple options, okay. right? Yeah, right on their site. Oh, they run out right. of organ meats too, pretty good too. Oh, did they, they really? They do run yeah. out of organ meats. Oh yeah, occasionally. Well, they, they do. do. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on there that. Yeah, there's yeah. they're sold out, sold out. You know. So. Hey, Lauren, do yeah, you like? Okay. Super popular. Lauren, do you like What's liverwurst? That? Um, you know, I haven't been exposed much to liverwurst, to be honest. Well, if you want to try Order it. it. Get it from U.S. Wellness Meats. It's the best liverwurst liverwurst I've ever eaten in my life. Their recipe is so good. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll have to check it out. It's sure. like uh, I just got done eating a whole bunch of it. Yeah, it's really oh. good. Yeah. It, it, it's a lot like okay. a pate. Slice it up into patty. Yeah. Gotcha. Slice it, up into, slice it up into patties like little you know, sausage patties is out of the roll. They put it in a Tupperware bowl. And then when you get a little hunger or something, just open it up, grab one of them sausage patties, put some Dijon boo on it. I was or, just going to say, if you don't say, and, if, if and, you don't say Dijon mustard, uh, I'm going to have to correct you. Yeah. 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 That's it. But yeah, even though my on. homemade mayonnaise is pretty damn good on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. No doubt. So, cool. I'm going to check it out. All right. Sure. We'll talk to you later. All right. Good stuff. Thanks for the call. Let's go to California. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, I got it right. Eric, Good morning, go Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. I have a uh, question, one of the weird questions that are on Nutri-Q. It, it's worded something along the lines of, do you hear blood rushing in your ears? Yep. And I've recently started to have that, and I was wondering, what is that? What's it telling me, and do um, I need to worry about it? When was the last time you checked your blood pressure? <laughs> Um, it's been several weeks. It's usually pretty darn good. Um, I'd say, you know, one, well, I don't know, 107 over 69-ish is kind of normal for me. You might be on the low side, which is odd. Now, what I'd like you, you to do... The next time you notice that, take your blood pressure right then. That That's what it's an indication of. Um, blood pressure, the way we're measuring it, the top number is the maximum pressure reached right when the heart pumps. And the bottom number is the lowest number that the pressure reaches in between pumps. So when you start to get big variances there or higher and higher blood pressure, you can actually start to hear it. And when you, it's most pronounced when you lay your head on the pillow and you can even kind of feel your pulse in your temple or your neck. You can kind of feel it on the pillow and hear it. Um, It can be an indication of high blood pressure, but it isn't always. I've tested this. There are times where. What else could it be out of curiosity? I don't know. I haven't been able to figure out what else it could be. I know that's what the question is for. That's why we're asking it. And if somebody says yes, then that's what we look for, blood pressure issues. But I've tested mine when it's happening, and it isn't necessarily elevated. All right. Well, next time it happens, I'll I'll test and see what I got. Yeah. I also have a follow-up on um, 
a while ago I called because my uh, wife was one, one getting thing a widespread rash. One, one thing. Yeah. Lauren, do you, can you remember anything else about that question? I know we have a book. We can actually go look it up. I was actually just looking for my book, my signs and symptoms. No, that is, if I, if I come up with something, because I just found the book, okay. I will uh, let you know. But All right, thanks. Not off the top of my head. All right, go ahead. All right. Well, I was a... Uh... Yeah, so my wife had a um, widespread rash that would come intermittently and couldn't figure out what it was, and we tried eliminating, you know, eggs and dairy and other foods and different uh, soaps and all kinds of things, and we finally figured out what it was. Um, for some reason, she reacts to bioimmunezyme. Every now and again, we take a couple of those just to be uh, proactive, and about a day after she takes them, she gets a rash that lasts couple days. Interesting. Um, I don't have a problem with it. I still take it, but, and I have no idea what it is in there that does that, but we did finally figure it out. Hmm. I don't have any clue what might be other than, um, you know, our overall approach is we only use a supplement. If we have to, we use a very targeted supplement. And if we can, we stop the supplement. Um, I have a feeling her body's just telling her, you don't need this supplement. Yeah, that's, that's our take on it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of what I, how I would approach this. Yeah, so, the, so that, that worked out. It's nice to know what it is because yeah. it's weird. It, it takes a long time to set for the brass to show up, so it leaves oh, you and, really wondering what exactly is it that I've done. And, and here's the other thing I can tell you. Um, don't ever go to the traditional medical community with a rash. Oh my God. They are so bad at trying to figure out what it is. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I had. Thank you, Kevin. All right. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's, uh, all right. We're heading into our final call. If you want to jump in now would be the time. If not, we'll, uh, we'll take this one and we'll head on over to Twitter here in a little bit. Uh, we're going to go to Texas. Penny, welcome. Hi, good afternoon. How are you? Good. What can we help you with today? Okay. Uh, yeah, I have a couple of things. I came in a little late on a show, so I don't know if anybody else had brought it up, but I know they're talking about the whole Corona thing and masking and all of that. Just yeah. Anyone ever find it a coincidence that every time the session and dust blows over is when the cases spike? I haven't seen Shocking. I haven't seen that correlation. Because I'm down here in South Texas and every time the wind the Saharan dust blows back in, it's allergies is all it is because it's dander and dust and all that. But the, uh, that's when everybody gets sick, so that's when everybody tests and of course those tests I don't think they're accurate. They're not. Have you ever noticed every time the Saharan dust blows in, the cases will spike? Now, is that only your personal observation, which is important, or yes. have you? Okay, yes. so you haven't seen yes. any, because I'm all over this kind of data, and like I said, I have not seen anybody else make that correlation. So, and then, and then when I had gotten it back in 2020, it's when it came in really strong. The Saharan dust came in really strong. It was like, it was like he was in a war zone. It was like an orangey haze almost in the huh. sky for a few days. And that's when I had tested positive okay. for it. 
And the first, that first time I didn't think about it, but every time I noticed, they say there's a hair and duster coming in. That's when you see people wearing more masks. That's when you see people uh, testing more, more people being sick. And, you know, hmm. so just makes me wonder. Yeah. That's no. really blowing in. Lauren, have you seen any <laughs> correlation here? I have not. However, I have to say, I lived in the Virgin Islands years ago and we would get some pretty bad, bad dust. And I always had, you know, symptoms from it. You know, I would have, you know, like you said, like the sinus, my sinus would go crazy. My allergies would go crazy. So that in and of itself is going to lower your immune system because your immune system has to fight all that off. So maybe there could be a correlation just, you know, of the lowered immune system and that making you more susceptible to, you know, catching it. I don't know. The only thing I could think of. Because they tell you all the symptoms, you know, if you have, uh, if you can't, if you can't have a hard time breathing, if you can't taste, if you get a fever, if you feel nauseated from someone that has had really bad allergies for a while, those are all the symptoms of really bad allergies as well. Yeah. I agree. Just from my experience. So right. I, I think maybe it's just me and the conspiracy from the government, but hey, you never know. <laughs> no, you know, I, 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 you know we're, um, we're all feeling like that because there's just too much going on that doesn't make sense. Exactly. So if you see me run around in a foil hat, just, you know, yeah, whatever. That's right. Look the other way. Yeah. So, and I have, uh, I have one more question for you. Sure. Uh, besides drinking water all the time and unsweet tea, like I drink one glass of unsweet tea with my lunch, usually in the middle of the day. Uh, and sometimes I add lime juice to the water. But are those by antioxidant drinks any good? Like if you add just a shot or two of it to your water just I, to give you flavor so you don't get burnt out so much? I, I would avoid a lot of that. And I'll tell you this, the, the, the longer you drink plain water, the more you will start to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's one of those That's things all that... all I drink, though, it seems like. Uh, well, no, you said tea. How about kombucha? Well, see, I, I look at that, and it always has so much sugar. Well, no, not always. Wanna, I'm trying not, not to not, do not, not, not always. There's some brands that are fairly low, like seven or eight grams per serving. That's not okay. bad. You're right. I've seen so the 25-gram per serving bottles of kombucha. Some of them are really high in sugar, but they don't have to be. You can make your own. Um, that, that's another option. I okay. don't know if you're, you know, it, it takes some work, but you, you can make your own. There's always going to be some sugar. There has to be. That's what we ferment. Okay. We have to ferment the sugar. Oh, okay. Um, so we actually add sugar to make kombucha. You, you kind of have to. Okay. Um, and there's always going to be some left, but we do want to get to the brands that there's a lot less residual sugar or make our own. But that's another option that gives you both all kinds of flavor combinations. Um, you've got the, you know, the, the effervescence of it. So that, that adds some, you know, it's not just plain flat water. So, you know, a, a, a good low sugar kombucha once a day and you're getting the probiotics. Okay. So that, that so I may, I might if you want some again. variety in your beverages, that's what I, they're part of the problem with all these electrolytes and flavor additives for water. They're all over the place. Some of them are garbage. I, I can't possibly go try to figure out if any of them are good or not. And, and I, I don't really want to, cause I'm just not interested in them. I, I, I just, I think there are better ways. 
So I, I would just avoid those things. Now, here's another one that, okay, that so, works for me because I understand what you're saying. Uh, are you using Cardio Miracle? No, I do the light balance, and I really like that. Sometimes I make like two bottle, like two water bottles of it a day yeah. just because I like the it, flavor so much. So the, so. <laughs> the Cardio Miracle is almost become... Like in the past, you've probably heard people ask me about taking a daily multivitamin. And my answer is always mm -hmm. don't bother. They're garbage. There's yeah. not enough of anything in a couple little capsules to do you much good. Um, it's just not just stay away from them. It's just not a good concept. I'm almost to the no. point where we kind of consider Cardio Miracle like a daily multimineral. And the difference here is it's not two capsules. It's two big scoopfuls a day. That's the only way you can get enough of these nutrients in there to do any good. You'd have to take 30 capsules a day. And instead, they put it into a powder. Um, it's got some, you know, monk fruit for sweetener. And uh, it's pretty clean. And I love the taste. Uh, you're getting a lot of good nutrients. I put a big shot of apple cider vinegar in with mine every day. So you're getting some probiotics in the apple cider vinegar. And two of those a day, I, I almost always just end up doing one. One's enough. But occasionally if I want another, and then I switch to water for the rest of the day. Um, but occasionally I'll go back and do another one because a true serving is twice a day. Uh, you might want to try that. That's another really good addition that gives you a beverage that has some taste. Uh, the apple cider vinegar, I think, is a great addition. And I can vouch for the fact that this is a really clean supplement that's good for you anyway. And that's, I'm sorry, your opinion means a lot. I like listening to you. So. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, and, and, so, and I could say uh, this, I, I can go out and find other products on the market that are similar and it is a powder and you would put it in water. Um, the thing is, every time I get a call about this, somebody's going to be looking at a new product that I don't know about. Now I'm going to have to go do the research. And I've said in the past, I just can't. I, I What I can do is mm -hmm. if I think there's a daily drink like this, that should be, we should be consuming I do the work, we find a product, we bring it into the store, and then that's the one I can say, yes, if you want to do that, do it with this. But if you call me and you're going to ask me about some product, the odds are the best I'm going to be able to do is look it up quickly and, and find a reason not to. But it, it, it would take me a lot more research, you know, to really say, well, here's exactly why you wouldn't use this one or you would use this one. So our model has always been we'll find a really good version of whatever it is and we'll put it in the store. Okay. So I knew before I placed my order today that I should have waited to call. But so that'll have to be in my next order. <laughs> okay. Um. And when I, when I had spoke with you, because I always do the apple cider vinegar, and when I spoke with you a couple of weeks ago, I told you about my tonsil stones, and you said to gargle with it as warm water. I hadn't had a tonsil stone since. Really? Excellent. Yes. Good. And I'm like so OCD from checking constantly because I have bought the little tool to check. Right. It's become such a part of my life that when I look and there's nothing there, I kind of get disappointed <laughs> because, because I'm so used to digging for them. Right. But, uh, but yeah, adding it with warm water and gargling, that has like really helped. Excellent. With that. Good. So, Good. Yay.
Yep. So, and um, that's it. I have a, a one-on-one scheduled with Lauren on Tuesday next week. I think. Oh, exciting! All that. So, so yeah, yeah, no, I'm so excited. Good. <laughs> so, anyways, I think that's all I have for now, and I appreciate you guys and keep up the good work. You're welcome. Thanks Sounds for the good. call. All right. Uh, looks like we've got another call in the queue, so we'll uh, we'll hang out and answer that one. Uh, anything else interesting on your mind? I'm looking through my notes. I don't see anything. Mm, not really. I tell you that strange thing about Bill Gates. He just meddles in everything, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. You did send me that. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't looked into it. But uh, that's kind of scary, though. That's kind of scary. It is very this, scary. You know, and we go it, back to when there's so many weird things not being explained. That's when people start thinking, what's the ulterior motive? What's the conspiracy theory here? And there seems to be a big push around the world to get us to stop eating meat. I know. And then, I know. then when you hear and about the, this whole alpha gal thing because of a tick, I start to wonder, did they bioengineer that tick? That's what I'm wondering. Because it's I not out of the question. They could do that. They could totally do that. Yeah, it is not out of the question at all. So if, if the Gates Foundation is funding research to control cattle ticks through biotechnology, then why? And he, he doesn't care. He doesn't care about saving cattle. He could eradicate all the cows and and be fine with it because he's trying to get us away from eating cattle. So, yes. So then what I start thinking, and and I'd love to hear from our agricultural people who have been raised around, I don't want to say traditional agriculture because that's wrong. Um, They've been raised around factory farming. You know, um, Mm -hmm. are ticks a problem? I, I don't know if they are or not. Are, are they a big yeah, enough problem that, that the, you know, the cattle industry is trying to find a solution for this? And I start to think that, well, here's why Bill Gates would be working with ticks and cattle, not to improve anything, but it's a cover for developing these genetically modified ticks. Exactly. Same way with this whole mosquito thing he's got going and the keys. I'm like, why is he messing with, mos- with the mosquitoes and the keys? Well, he uh, you're right. Why? Of, yeah, why? Like, what? It, from, I, I, it just doesn't make sense to me. From what <laughs> I remember, and I'm not really sure if I've ever verified this, and it goes way back to even when I lived in Florida, the, the love bug was an experiment from one of the Florida universities, and they created the love bug, and the idea was they were supposed to eat mosquitoes. Yeah, the love bugs are a huge problem. Right. There's a season when they come out. They oh, are a big horrible. problem. Yeah, it was the University of Florida. That's they what are. I thought. <laughs> and it was a horrible failure, and now we have a new problem we have to deal with. Exactly. It like, didn't do anything to get rid allowed? of mosquitoes, but now we have, you know, bugs fornicating on our windshields all day long. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, and then now we have malaria in Florida. Malaria cases in Florida. I'm like, is, yeah. there, is it related? I don't know. <laughs> I know, I know. Kind of makes you a little crazy. <laughs> makes you wonder. <laughs> it does. Yeah. All right. Um, let's go to Ohio. Herschel, welcome. Kevin, you got to leave the lug bugs alone. Why? At least somebody's for. At least somebody's <laughs> fornicating. <laughs> 
I, I, you know, I told this story a couple times recently about the the two love because they're always together. That's why we call them love bugs. They're always fornicating or they're flying around like that. They're on your windshield. They're all over the place. I had two of them fly into my eyeball and my eyelid closed over them. Ouch! It was, I almost oh. gouged my eyeball out. <laughs> With a knitting needle. Oh, man, was it awful. Uh, it's just that there's times down there, they are just so heavy. They're everywhere. Yes, they are. The, uh, well, you oh, said yeah. you was going to put... Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say the one place, it's... Um, God, I'm trying to think, is it 417? The new bypass, or not new anymore. It was new when I was down there. Um, the bypass that goes around the east side of Orlando and then goes up to like Sanford, I think, and reconnects back to I-4. Um, you go across a big lake. Which lake was that? Lauren, do you know? Oh, I was just just drove that the other night okay. at like 2 in the morning. I can't remember, but I... I, I know exactly what you're talking about because I personally think that that Orlando, like that I four area, is the worst place for them. Oh. Well, <laughs> Okeechobee? Wait, no, it's not Okeechobee. No, That's farther. Say so, yeah, it's 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 actually the lake would be kind of on the northeast corner of Orlando itself, and the bypass goes right uh-huh. across kind of the widest part of the lake. And there are times when, by the time you get to the other side, you're going to have to pull over and clean your windshield. Yep. I know exactly the spot. <laughs> yep. It's awful. All right, Herschel, what was on your mind? I know it wasn't love bugs. No, no, it wasn't. But I have one more tip. All right. You said you were going to put video up when you ride the foil successfully. Yes. I think you should put up crashing the foil I- now because that would be Vegas nerve therapy. Because laughter is a good therapy for the vagus nerve. I think I did post a couple short videos of me crashing because that's all that was in existence was short videos because that's all I was doing was getting up and crashing. Um, I need a a photographer down there. but I would absolutely post my crashes because most of them are pretty spectacular. (laughs) So I think that... uh... If I read the email right, I think my Garmin watch is coming today. Oh, nice. So what do I need to do? Just because sometimes when I read instruction manuals, my eyes glass over and it's like, what the hell are they saying? I know. What do I have to do, if anything, with it for a setup phase? Is there anything I need to know? Yeah, here's the thing I would focus on, and it's really hard to give specifics, but but I'm going to give you a good direction so you're not just wandering all over trying to figure out what to do. The first thing you want to focus on learning about on the watch are what are called widgets. So widgets allow you to put a new function onto the watch face so you can scroll through the watch without even opening the app. And I do that because I leave my Wi-Fi and Bluetooth turned off all day now. And I don't want to have to turn it on and wait for it to sync and just to see a number. So almost everything can be viewed right on the watch with a widget. So, and once you understand that and you know to go right to the part of the manual that tells you how to add a widget, it's pretty simple. The hard part is knowing that that's what you should be going to do. Ah, okay. Does that make sense? So widgets would be like, I can add a widget that I can 
press a couple of buttons on my watch and I can see my pulse ox. I can see my steps. I can see my heart rate. I can see my HRV. I can see my instant stress without my phone, without Wi-Fi, without Bluetooth. Once I install that widget, I can just scroll through all of that on my watch face. Interesting. If there's one thing about this, I'm going to be really curious, and I'll try to take pictures of it or something so I can show it to you. My sleep number bed, how in the world they think it does it, I have no idea because you don't put a sucker thing on your chest or anything. When you go to bed, you just lay down. It shows HRV on the sleep number mattress on their app. Right. I'm going to be really interested to see what the watch says for HRV and what the mattress says just to see yeah, if it, the mattress even how in the world it, how in the world it does it supposedly does it I have no idea it will be interesting I'll tell you I have a sleep number bed I don't sleep in it every night but I, I've tested it a little bit with this and it was fairly accurate for me I was shocked so what Weird. number for HRV is good and what number for body battery in the morning what are you looking for? Okay. Um, ultimately, on HRV, the higher the better. And I don't know of a limit. I used to think that the scale was 1 to 100, and almost nobody gets to 100. I, the best I ever did, I got up into the high 80s uh, one time, and it was pretty incredible when I did. Uh, that was several years ago. Uh, but I did some work with a company on developing an app for HRV. We, we were working with them to develop an app. And they were also working with Ben Greenfield at the time. And we were all exchanging data um, back and forth. And, and so I got to see a lot of Ben Greenfield's data. And his HRV was over 100. I didn't even know that was possible. I thought the scale ended at 100, but it doesn't. Um, so the higher, the better. Wow. That, that's the number there. So when you get to the level <laughs> of you know, extreme endurance athlete like Ben Greenfield, you, you might be over 100. Okay. Well, I'm definitely not that. Yeah, me either. Um, but we know what we can shoot for, and the, the higher the better. That's an easy one. What was the next question? That body battery oh, that yeah. I hear so oh, much about. So here's ideally uh, – let me try to explain this the best way I can. This is – we're going to make this very clear in the stress protocol because that's what all this stuff is about. Uh, and that's what we're working on now. I have the whole team. We're going to start putting this together so it makes sense. But I can try to explain. Here's what we're looking at. The body battery tells us how much fuel is in the tank. Does that make sense so far? Well, yeah, hence the, well, yeah, hence the name. Right. Two plus two equals four. Yeah. Yeah. Body battery. It, it's, it, we're, we're an electric vehicle. Let's just think about that. We, have, we, we are an electric vehicle. I have vehicle. heard you say... I have heard you say, if your number's really low, hang out, your energy sucks, but if it's high, go out and just do whatever, because you're good. Well, that's about and, all I know. And, and, yeah, let me, Claire, and, and again, this is going to become really clear in the stress protocol. So the body battery is our tank of fuel or energy, and the HRV is how efficient is our engine, so is, is a, you know, an old muscle car with a big block V8, uh, is that more or less efficient than a Volkswagen Jetta with a diesel? 
Right. The Jetta wins. Right. And here's how that correlates to our readings in the morning. If I wake up and my body battery is 100, that's my goal. That means I have a completely full tank of energy. I could not cram one more bit of energy on. I, this is all I've got. This is, I can't hold any more energy. That's the way I want to start my day. If, if I've tuned my body like an old big block, you know, 454, I'm going to burn through that tank of energy pretty quick, right? Oh, yeah. But if I've tuned my body to be like a Volkswagen rabbit diesel, um, that same tank of energy will last me a lot longer, right? Absolutely. So HRV is the key. The higher you get your HRV, the more like the rabbit diesel you become. The lower your HRV, the more you're like that old big block V8. You're just not very efficient. There could be a whole bunch of fuel available, but by noon, you're going to be toast. Ah, okay. So our goal would be to get our body battery to 100 when we wake up and use it up, but how much can we do with that energy? And one of the things we want to do with that energy is the stress protocols that I talk about. Use it to get through your sauna therapy and your, your X3 bar rounds. And, and, and on those days where you've got lots of energy, go harder at those things. Push more. On days where you just, your body battery is just tanked, some days you might just have to avoid them completely. You, you don't want to be doing that kind of stuff. You'll just make yourself worse. Yeah, I'll have to talk to Fred about that because he does that. He's talked to me about it. I don't get it, all that stress protocol stuff. Nobody does yet. So much that now it's now it's kind of fuzzy. It's like, what the hell did he say? I forget you know, half of it. You know, I, I I have to remember. I've been and I do this because I I didn't want pay people to wait until we finish the whole protocol. As I identified these things, I wanted people to start doing them. So we we just put it out there. Uh, and and honestly, after all this work. I do want to figure out how to monetize this protocol. We have to make a little money off this thing. Um, but I've been giving away these ideas. Here, just go do this. It's the cold therapy. And in my mind, I think, well, everybody knows what the stress protocol is. I talk about it all the time. But nobody probably knows what it is. I mean, there's so much of this data and information that's just in my head and all of my notes. My team doesn't even know what this is. Well, I appreciate the information. And, I, you know, you've always said that you'll listen to opinion. And it's okay, good or bad, it's okay. So I'm going to give you one. Sure. On Friday, on Friday, for, for me anyway, Joel and Henry are so good together. I would kind of like to kick the free-for-all to the curb and have two hours of those guys. But that's me. So here's one of the things we're, we're looking forward to be able to doing. And, and this is why the, our, our programming team has worked on almost nothing except this for about a year and a half now. Um, I want to get to the point where it would be easy for Joel and Henry to do the show on their own without me. That would be interesting. I, and that doesn't mean I won't ever be on the show, but maybe it would be the first hour is with me, and then I go on to do something else, and Joel and Henry just continue on another hour or two or whatever they want to do. Um, the same with Pittsburgh Power. They would be able to do shows without me. You know, we, we, we put 
um, rolling toe out there on their own because they had done podcasts on their own before. It, it, they, you know, it was part of yeah. ours and we had set them up, but they had enough experience that they were our trial run. And in our current system, it, it doesn't work that well. It, my laptop gets tied up while they're on the air. My phone gets tied up while they're on the air, so I can't do anything. Um, so that's why we haven't tried it with anybody else. Uh, once we get our software all done, then, it, you know, and here's kind of the model that we're looking at. This could all change, but we're, we're trying to hash this out. Um, the way I see it, I am going to do one hour Monday through Friday of a free-for-all. Anything goes, no guests, no themes. That This is one hour for you to ask me any question you want. And that one hour will be five days a week and it will be free. Everything else is going to be under a subscription. Hmm. That's the model we're looking at. And I want to be able to have people doing their own shows without me always having to be on the show. Nice. Oh, I think we lost Herschel. We did. Oh, we did? Yeah. It just, just got, I was wandering around because I've got my headset on and I can, um, and I wasn't looking at the board. But when he didn't answer, I thought, well, that's odd. So I looked and he's gone. Um, but that, that's kind of the model we're working towards. We want to make sure that there's five hours a week of free ask me anything kind of stuff. Um, all the other yeah. shows, <laughs> there is so much value in there. We have to charge for them. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're working towards. So let's uh, go to California. Sarah, welcome. Hi, this is Sarah. Hi there. What's on your mind today? Hey, hey. Um, well, first of all, I, I have, want to tell you thank you. Um, I'm in the truck with my husband here for the first time. We've been going on almost two weeks now. Um, and I wanted to tell you happy anniversary. <laughs> and the reason I'm saying that is because it was just our 10 year anniversary and you have been a large part of our business and our marriage and our, our health <laughs> as far as our partnerships. That way. So well, well, thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. 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 You, I, I mean, and so, so my husband is, um, a trucker and owner operator. Um, and I am a national board, uh, certified health and wellness coach. And wow. so we, we just Excellent. eat up everything that you do. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're cruising Very up, cool. um, going North on five up the grapevine right now. We've been listening to you. And I said, you know, I want to call him and well, say thank you. I'm glad you did. Just, yeah. I'm yeah, glad you did. I was just looking yeah. at my Garmin while you were talking to the previous uh, yeah. <laughs> caller, and yeah, so excellent. Just, just want excellent. really appreciate you and your team. Um, yeah, you just have really been a, a big part of our lives. So well, we love thanks that. a lot, and I, I never get tired of that kind of <laughs> feedback. <laughs> good, good. Well, hopefully, there's a lot of other people out there that that feel the same, and that their lives have been impacted by what you all do, and. Yeah, need to need to hear more of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know the other thing I'd love to hear is when when this spreads. You know, when somebody who's been listening sure. says, you know, I finally got through to my sister in law, and she's actually doing this, and she can see. I, that's what I love. You know, we we try to reach yeah. as many uh, we try to reach as many people as we can, and we talk to one person mm-hmm. at a time, and that's all you can do. Right. 
And, right. and, and, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm very blessed and fortunate to have the kind of reach we had when we were on Sirius and, you know, we've, we've been able to keep a, a big part of that reach and we want to grow it. And, and really we still only reach a tiny number of people, but just think if everybody we reach, could we reach one person? Yeah, exactly. You know, and I tell you what, we share it too. I mean, we're, it, we're doing the best we can to say, Hey, you know, listen to this. It, well, what uh, about this? Um, we, call we, these guys. <laughs> we love that. Um, any of you old enough to remember the shampoo commercial? What shampoo was that? Herbal essences, maybe? Their commercial was they told two friends and they told two friends and they told two friends and you just <laughs> see this huge circle just grow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. I love that. Right. Right. Well, I also have a question, if you don't mind. And if, sure. I, if you don't want to talk about it today, that's fine. But it's about a question for registered voters. Um, do you know if you're registered with one party and you want to vote for a candidate that is in the other party, when at, or at what point in the process do you need to register in the other party to vote for that candidate in the presidential so, election? So in the election itself, you don't have to do anything different. You can vote for anybody you want. That Where this matters okay. is in the primaries. So I can't vote in the Democratic or the Republican primaries because I'm a registered libertarian. I can only vote in the gotcha. libertarian primaries. So if you're not quite as concerned about which candidate from your party makes it or or you might think you might want to vote for another party candidate, uh, if it's in the general election itself, you don't have to do anything different. You can vote for anybody you want. But to be able to vote in, say, let's say you wanted to influence the Democratic primary, there's nothing to stop you from re-registering as a Democrat and voting in their primary. Now, that means you won't be able to vote in the Republican primary that year, though. Wow, I didn't realize that. I, I okay. think. Let, let me, let me um, qualify all of my statements here. I, I'm not a political expert. I follow politics right, quite a right. bit, but I, I, I'm not going to tell you that everything I'm saying is true. I, there might be state differences. I'm not sure. Um, I'm kind of just going on, on what I know generally about this. And the way I understand it is, is what I'm explaining. It's the primary that you would have to register and you would, your dates would be based on your state. You would have to go look up the state. When is the last day I could mm -hmm. register to vote in this election? And that would also be the last day you could switch your affiliation. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. And then, like I said, okay. once the primaries are over and all the candidates for the president are identified, anybody can vote for any of them in the general election. Okay. Yeah, I, that I makes sense. You know, I, I yeah. usually don't even bother voting in the primaries because there's not enough libertarian candidates to worry about it. None of them are going to win anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So if anything, if I wanted to okay. vote in the in the primaries, I would probably register as a Democrat just so I could mess with their primaries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And honestly, this okay. year, 
If I were, if I decided I wanted to vote in the Republican primary, hell, I'm not sure who I would pick. There's an awful lot of candidates right now. Yeah. I'm just not all that excited about any of them. Yeah. yeah. As far as, as what's being said and their, their ideas, I like Vivek Ramaswamy a lot, but I don't know mm-hmm. enough about him to really know for sure. You know, he hasn't held office before. We can't look at a voting record. I can only go by what he's saying. I like a lot of right, what he's saying. Tricky. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure who I would vote for in a Republican primary. I know a lot of people are very disappointed that I won't just won't vote for Trump. But I, I think I've explained that enough times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say if he makes it as the whoever the Republican candidate ends up being is who I will vote for in the general election. Yeah. Anything else on your mind today, Sarah? Um, I don't have any more questions, I guess. No, I just wanted to get that one in there. Something that was been, has been on my mind or our mind to get some clarity. Yeah, um, I, I'm yeah, about just to thank you. I'm about 90% sure what I told you was correct. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah, it sounds, I did a little research, um, before I asked you that, but it's, it seems like it's pretty in line with what I found, but it's, you know, just want to make sure. Yeah. Doing now, things the right way. <laughs> uh, you know, one of the things that probably the best way to get this answered is just to go to your local voting office. Yeah, that's right. True. You Good know, I, I, I live in a really small town, so a lot of times I'll just drop my ballot off there. Um, one year I had an issue with my, mm-hmm. I, well, I know what it was. They didn't send me a ballot one year. Um, so I had to go down and get the ballot and I just oh. filled it out while I was there. And in a small town, it was a really easy process and they were really helpful and yeah okay all right thanks for great to hear from you i i I just absolutely love feedback like that lauren yeah i I agree and uh and i love the fact owner operators and health coaches what a great fit i know i love that yeah me too (laughs) all right we uh we are going to wrap boy it's 11 o'clock we were about to wrap this up either way so uh We will do our space at, let's call it 11.15 Pacific time. That's Sounds what? good. 2.15 for you, right? Yes, correct. Okay. So I'm going to take a quick break. I'll get the space set up and we will see you on the space in 15 minutes. All we're really doing is continuing our conversation here. Um, might go back over the stress protocol stuff because we'll have a new audience. Uh, and we'll just kind of do what we did on the show today. Perfect. All right. We will see everybody then. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.